BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You are about to experience the Drunken Peasants podcast, the greatest podcast in human history. Please recognize that this podcast is designed to be amusing and entertaining, and thus we engage in satirical comments, exaggerations, and even dirty jokes. If you are offended by such things, please go away and die. If you enjoy this podcast, we ask that you help to support its existence by contributing to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash DP. Contributors get regular access to monthly private shows, special commentaries, Google Hangouts with the peasants, and more. If you don't want to do that, you can also support the show by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash drunken peasants to get a free audiobook and access to over 150,000 and audiobook titles, including great selections on science and skepticism. And if you shop on Amazon.com, we strongly urge you to use one of the Amazon affiliate links in the description section of our videos. You can help support the show simply by using our link to buy things you are going to buy anyway. Now that we've got all that shit out of the way, sit back and enjoy the show. From the frigid armpit of America, this is the Drunken Peasants Podcast with Ben and TJ, bringing you opinions of the news from an altered perspective. Suck it! Oh, 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 oh. There are starving children in the world, right? Show me, show me a child. Show me some empirical evidence it's happened. Yes, what the fuck is wrong with you? Lick my buttholes, you laugh. <laughs> What the fuck is going on? Nothing, TJ. You're garbage. You're garbage, TJ. Now, here are your hosts, Ben and TJ. Hello and welcome to the Drunken Peasants Podcast, where we DP the fuck out of the internet. Welcome to a very special edition of the show. You know why it's special, TJ? Nope. Okay. Well, if you don't know. I don't. You have no idea? I have no fucking clue. Okay. But I did notice a flaw with the intro there. What was the flaw? Uh, there was one point where we make it seem as if G-Man said there's no starving children in the world. Oh. What he said was there's no starving Christian children. That's what he meant to say, at least. 
No starving Christian. Uh, well, that makes more sense. Yes, and uh, I guess it's a special show because uh, we have a, a special guest that people have been requesting for quite some time. Yes. And I'm to understand he's going to, to do something special for us. Yes. Interesting, interesting. Yes, and we'll have him on in just a few moments. Nifty. But first, there was a few things we needed to uh, to shill out to people. Like yes. Our T-shirts. Got to do what we got to do. I'm wearing one right now. Yeah. T-shirt is... Uh, T-shirt. <laughs> T-shirt. TJ, TJ is wearing the Drunken Peasants Smoke Pan Every Day shirt. Smoke Pan Every Day. It's pretty good quality, too. I've, I got complimented on it at a restaurant the other day. <laughs> So people, they resonate with this image of a pa of a, a pan with a pan leaf inside of it. It's beautiful. There's a pan leaf behind you as well, Ben. Yeah. And, and the hoodie, just in case you haven't seen it yet, has a giant banana on the back of it. Yes, it does. I don't understand why. I don't, I don't see what the connection is. Yeah. Anything we've ever... We were thinking about. about putting an arrow pointing towards the ass, but we didn't do that. How lewd. <laughs> Let's see what else we got here. Okay. So we have a fantasy league going on with FanDuel.com. Go to FanDuel.com forward slash DP and you can join our league. And these are the prizes for the different places if people place. TJ is going to be playing. We're all going to be playing. Yep. It's a chance to win some money. Win you some money over at FanDuel. And you can uh, play with us. Yeah. Yeah. Not in a sexual way. Although possibly, yeah, maybe that's uh, that's negotiable down the line. You know, you could impress TJ with your skills, or just by being a breathing human being. That works too. <laughs> if you have a pulse, basically. One last thing before we move on with the show: hmm. uh, our Patreon has new perks and new goals. One of the goals that I'd like to point out to everyone, which we're almost at right now, is if we hit 9,000 on Patreon, Scotty will eat an egg. Yep. Even though he thinks that it's going to give him cancer. <laughs> he has an irrational so fear of it. So if you want to watch Scotty choke down an egg... I, I'm going to make him eat a whole goddamn plate of eggs. You oh, know? my God. He can't just eat one egg. You know, he has to eat every variety of eggs. He, he put... Scrambled eggs, a fried egg. He put an egg. Scotty will eat an egg, singular. Yeah, well, we'll uh, we'll see. <laughs> you know, TJ will uh, interfere in that one a little bit. What yeah. else on here? That, is there anything else on here that's new? Oh yeah, uh, the one dollar pledge has been upgraded because I noticed a lot. Not a lot of people were signing up for that. It was basically nothing. Yeah, because it was basically there was no there was no perk attached to it. Now you get uh, early access to the rage feed streams. Um, you know, basically what we're gonna do is we're gonna stream live uh, for rage feed, and people who are one dollar patrons or above will be able to watch the live streams. Uh, you know, a few weeks before any of the content generated by those streams goes up on YouTube. So uh, you get basically early access to RageFeed content. I know a lot of people have been asking why there's not been any new RageFeed content for a while. It's just because we were doing some revamping, and uh, that's coming back soon. And uh, if you want to see it early, become a $1 patron. And uh, uh, some of the other ones have been upgraded as well. I just invite people to go to our Patreon page and uh, check them all out for themselves. But uh, another thing maybe I want to highlight is that uh, we did add a uh, $1,000 level. 
I don't know. Maybe we added two of them. But um, <laughs> no, no. That one's just 100. Okay. But uh, this one here, uh, you know, I, I don't know how many people are likely to sign up for this. But basically, if you do sign up for the $1,000 level, uh, you'll be credited at the beginning and end of each episode as an associate producer of the show. Uh, yeah, why not? You will also receive a, a highly limited Drunken Peasants fan pack, including autographed t-shirts, posters, and an official letter thanking you for your support, and whatever other shit we can cobble together to give you. Yes. But, used uh, used underwear. Yes, sure. Why not? You know, make <laughs> requests. You're, you know, it's a thousand bucks. Why not? Yeah. Um, Ain't too proud. Right. So uh, those are some. There's there's some other stuff that's been added there as well. But I just invite people to go check that out for themselves. I've already highlighted the things that are the major changes. All right. Oh, oh wait, no, hold on. There is one more. Uh, at the fifty dollar level. There's a new perk. Uh, you can play cards against humanity online against, with us. Yeah, against us or with us or whatever you want. However you want to look at it. Yes, with and the we drunken peasants. And we will record the session and put it up and we'll probably end up creating like a skype chat between all of us while we play sure yeah so so it'll be a good time uh you know it's it's a it's a new one you know uh we'll see how it goes but i think it, it's it's gonna be fun all right time to bring on armored skeptic <laughs> probably probably the second most requested guest ever well let's just tell him he's first to kiss his ass i would say sargon was probably first Nah, Sargon. Not even. I didn't even see half as much for Sargon. Really? You know, most of the people who asked for Sargon really just wanted Armored <laughs> Skeptic, but they were afraid that to even ask. All right, we're bringing them on now. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Good, yourself? We're doing pretty good here. Thanks for being on the show. No problem. Thanks for having me. Nice to meet you, Ben and TJ. <laughs> yeah, I want to call you Skeptic Night Adventure. Call me you whatever ever, you want. You ever played Rocket Night me. Adventure? Uh, yeah, I did. Back yeah. I think of you as Skeptic Night of Adventure for some reason, even though I know your name is Armored Skeptic. That's but fine. Yeah. Call me whatever you want. Just don't call me a sexual predator and we're good. Okay. You know what? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that you tried uh, to fuck TJ. Hold on. Yeah, I was sensing a, a definite like yeah. him wanting to fuck me vibe you, just now. Yeah, you, ben? you just put off this vibe like you wanted to fuck TJ. Yeah, you did. With everyone, your words. Everyone saw it. Everyone, if you didn't see it, rewind or whatever. Go back in this uh, video. Check it out. <laughs> Breaking news: Armored skeptic. Wants to fuck the amazing atheist. He he fucking he tried to just now. Not, not only does no, he want to, he tried yeah, he to. He tried to just now. He tried to fuck me. Everybody, you saw it. You heard it. You know what's going on. I can't deny evidence. That's all. <laughs> no, not even not even the most skeptical of skeptics could do so. So uh, why the hell do so many people request you to be on our show? I wish I knew. Uh, I mean. Uh, the Amazing Atheist brand and the Armored brand have very little in common other than we're both atheists. Uh, True enough. I guess, I guess we just have, uh, we must just have a lot of common fans that think that we're both funny and <coughs> want to see what we can do together. Neat. <laughs> well, there My you have guess. it, everybody. I would say that's a good answer. TJ's just like, neat. Neat. That's my best guess. That's all I got. 
so what's what's been up other than uh, being accused of uh, sexual predation? <laughs> other than that, uh, I just recently uh, went full time with Armored Skeptic. Um, just uh, recently moved to a new place, and I'm still putting a studio space together, so I'm going to be able to do other stuff like movie reviews and on-camera stuff. Uh, in well, fact, uh, yeah, so, I mean, people are going to be able to see my face now. What kind of movies are you going to be reviewing? Um, I'm going to do kind of the red-letter media thing where they uh, review uh, new releases and mm -hmm. just kind of discuss uh, our... Uh, our initial uh, opinion of the movies, and then we're also going to uh, talk about older movies that that are uh, famous for being really good or really bad, and and kind of break them down and, and explain why why people think they're good or bad. Yeah, I've toyed around with the idea of starting a, uh, a movie review channel where I review like currently you know being released movies, but. One, I don't really have a lot of uh, time to watch them, and also, most of them, I don't want to watch them even to do a review, because, you know... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard like, to... Uh, so much of what comes out is just agony to me. Yeah, it's, it's hard to amp yourself up to go see a movie you know is going to be terrible. Even though people are going to love the review, it, it just doesn't feel like it's worth it sometimes. Uh, you used to do movie reviews, though, back in the day for um, That Guy With The Glasses, didn't you? Sure, and actually, I just did one recently of the uh, the movie Left Behind. So I still occasionally do them. Usually, I'll do them when when they uh, when I can tie when I can kind of take an amazing atheist slant on them. You know, where I can uh, kind of uh, make ideological arguments. So usually, I choose uh, movies that are very ideological. Like we also that. do a live reaction oh, to yeah, that's also terrible movies once a month. Well, uh, um, not just movies. We do like '80s cartoons yeah, and all yeah. kinds of GoBots. Pretty much anything that's that's riffable. You know, that's uh, one of our Patreon uh, levels. I think level ten, the ten dollar level. Yeah, you get to access to our special commentaries every month. I think we've done some interesting stuff. We did a No Holds Barred with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> that was terrible. We did uh, the GoBots. We did Silverhawks. We did uh, a few episodes of He-Man. We did uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space. So we've done a few of those. They've all been pretty oh, fun so far. Yeah, you know, I know a million people have already done uh, riffs and all kinds of stuff on it, but, you know, I, it's just so bad that there's so much material there. And I think we actually might have introduced a few people to the movie for the first time. Yeah, my, I, I, I mean, we won't get into it, but my favorite part of the movie is the tr most pr tragic part is the guy that was supposed to play the main villain died after like the first day or two of filming so they had to replace him with a body double that just covered his face with his cape yeah. the entire time yeah yeah it's it bella lugosi yep the, yeah bella lugosi exactly yeah. Now, any other movie they would have just said hey let's just refilm that one scene he was in but no they went they went balls in with that they're like this is bella lugosi's movie bella lugosi will be accredited as the vampire I'll right. Say. Well, he was the only one that had any name recognition that they could and, really get well, in the movie. Not, so that's not entirely true. The guy that played the uh, big fat guy, he was a, a professional wrestler. Tour. Right. But that's not. That was in the the days before it was like you know uh, media saturated and and van, entertainment. Style. What was her name? A uh, vampire. Yeah. She had a cable like a, t a TV show yeah. that was like played late at night. So I mean, like there were some B listers there, but. The reason he didn't want to take out the little Bella Lugosi footage he had was so he could say, you know, Bella Lugosi's last film, Plan 9 from Outer Space. 
and Bella Lugosi was like a he was like a junkie. Yep. So he was in those terrible movies just to kind of feed his habit. Well, at that yeah, point. he was kind of like the Nicolas Cage of the day, you know. <laughs> Nicolas Cage get to pay for his uh, for his debts. You ever notice that Nicolas Cage never looks natural in a photograph? <laughs> Not anymore. He doesn't. No. He always looks like so. F you know, like, most photos we look at in general that are, you know, professionally published have been photoshopped. But why does he, why is he the only one who usually looks completely photoshopped? Yeah, I know. He looks like he's wearing a mask. A Nicolas Cage mask over his face. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it looks like. I'm wondering if that has to do with all of the uh, plastic surgery he's had. I'm betting that definitely has something to do with it. Could be. Yeah, I noticed the other day I was watching Sarah Palin talk, and uh, I noticed that her upper lip does not move at all. It pretty much stays exactly in place. So that's just another the, the example of uh, weird plastic surgery fucking someone's face up. Also, what the fuck has been going on with Sylvester Stallone for the last 15 years or so? Anyway, um, so uh, what, what's your channel been up to lately, buddy? <laughs> okay, so um, I've actually started a website, so I, I, mm -hmm. I've been amalgamating all my work together. One of the things with my website, armoredmedia.com, uh, you can actually, uh, I've got some website exclusives on there. Uh, right now, uh, me and my girlfriend, Shu, we were just, we were joking around one day when we were camping and yelling at each other like a couple hicks, and then she's like, we should film this. So we filmed it, and then <clears> I put that up. And then uh, I've also... Uh, I just mostly my website, or sorry, mostly my uh, channel, uh, Armored Skeptic, is uh, dedicated towards debunking bad science, and usually that bad science is, uh, uh, you know, Christians. It usually ends up being Christians because they usually end up talking about the things that I'm most familiar with, like evolution and morality and and philosophy and stuff like that. Um, I've also got a, another series called Under the Helmet where I talk about broader subjects like. Uh, feminism and uh, social justice and Gamergate and stuff like that. That just started, though. And, um, yeah, for the most part, that, that's what I focus on is the debunk videos. Yeah, what is it that uh, appeals to you about the, the debunking stuff? Because I always felt like my videos are more like just trying to not necessarily debunk, but deconstruct an argument. And oh, yeah, I, no, I don't do I don't do the same amount of uh, debunking. I think. What 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 do, what do you think makes that more appealing to you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I do um, I do do mostly deconstructing arguments. I mean, I'll, I'll take not only what they say, but how they say it, and and mm -hmm. break it break down every sentence they say to show how they're either being intellectually dishonest or just lying. Um, but I I don't know. I'm kind of a nerd. I like science. I like. Uh, I like discussing knowledge that I have, and I'm one of those people whose head is filled with completely useless knowledge, and it's a really good outlet for me to use it. Uh, but my favorite part uh, of the whole thing is not being smart and trying to look smart. Is I like to entertain. I like to make people laugh, and uh, it's, it's the the creationist videos are the easiest videos to make funny. Um, so like Josh Feuerstein, for example, he has such great energy. It's so easy to take his energy and continue it on my end and then make it a really funny back and forth between the two of us. Yeah, he is great to riff off. Yeah. You know, we've, we've, uh, employed his videos, uh, successfully on this show many times and I've also done so on my channel. So, uh, you know, he's kind of a gold mine in a way. 
I wonder what that kind of uh, makes me uh, wonder, though. What do you think about uh, people who make I'm sure you've had this accusation made at you as well. Uh, the accusation of why do you give these people attention? You know, don't oh. you think that you're just you're basically just giving them a bigger megaphone when you spotlight them, you know, even to criticize them? Well, that's not that's not really my goal, obviously. Um, it's just it's just a platform, you know, it's uh, it's just a way to 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 uh, portray my form of entertainment and my my form of teaching. Um, one thing when I, I used to be a theist uh, back in the day and I used to watch YouTube videos that were uh, teaching people why science was wrong and everything. And uh, what I like to do, though, is people. there's a lot of people on YouTube that are on the fence or they're, they're questioning their faith or they think they might be an atheist, but they don't really understand it. Um, so what I do is I take the kind of videos that used to convince me back in the day. The, well, not necessarily the, the videos, but the kind of arguments. I'll find videos that have the arguments that used to convince me. I'll, uh, I'll use that as a platform to teach people why that line of thinking is incorrect. And then I can, I can break it down and show them exactly why science knows what it knows and how we can be confident that our universe is billions of years old and not just 6,000 years old. So it's almost like you're talking to a, a younger version of yourself in your head when you're doing it. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it, actually. I, I, it's kind of like I'm talking to the me that used to exist before I understood um, science. Well, I mean, not that I didn't understand science, but that I didn't believe it. Sorry, we're just uh, looking at some technical issues here. Um, but, uh, oh man, I had a question, but I totally lost my train of thought. Yeah, we're... Uh... <laughs> I guess we're lagging, so I might as well just put it out there. Yeah. Uh, we're not sure what we can do about it. Uh, we're just going to continue on and just, you know, I guess hope for the best. Yeah. Um, if it gets too bad, maybe we can we can try to figure something out. Um, so armored skeptics, say something. <laughs> Give me something to bounce off of because I didn't hear uh, the end of your last remarks. Oh, See yeah. But, there there okay, he is. Yeah, as you were saying, yeah, I'm kind of like talking to an old, a younger version of myself, a, a version that that understood science but didn't believe it, and uh, you know, a, a version of myself that was that was looking for answers but didn't know where to find them. And so, I could, you, could you? Uh, I, I found uh, something you just said interesting: the understanding science but not believing it. What what does that mean exactly? Because that that's an interesting uh, turn of phrase uh, to me. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's, I mean, there's people out there that don't believe science, uh, even though they've been taught science in school and they understand fundamentally uh, how certain processes like um, evolution work. Like I knew, I knew exactly uh, how the process, uh, Dar the Darwinian evolution model worked. Uh, I, I understood what natural selection was and all of that. Um, in fact, before I was a theist, I used to make fun of people that didn't believe it. Um, but I, I don't know, I just hit a point in my life where even though I knew all of that stuff, I kind of decided that the Bible was true and that I could just ignore everything science knew because science wasn't God and science can't, um, uh, science can't make God go away. So basically, the, the there's a lot of people out there that are like that. Uh, people that are uh, but there's also people out there that 
are willing to believe science, willing to um, get rid of their ideas of creationism, but they don't, they don't understand science. So um, th th those are usually the kind of people that I'm, that I'm talking to, a, a younger audience of people that are just coming out of their really religious families and, and want to understand the, uh, the world around them better. Hey, uh, Armored Skeptic, I hate to um, disrupt the flow of this conversation, but uh, do, would you mind if we took a 15-minute break and uh, called you back after we've resolved a technical issue that's kind of um, making the show not uh, a pleasant pleasant view, viewing experience for the people watching right now? There's uh, some, some severe lag issues that we need to address. Yep, go for it. I'll be here. All right. Thank you, Armored Skeptic. We will be back. We're back. Okay, we are back. Okay. Jesus fucking Christ. That, was, that was fun. <laughs> Had some good times. All right. Let's get the armored skeptic back on here. All right. If he's not uh, dead of old age <laughs> yeah. by now. <clears throat> All right. Sorry about sorry about the problems there. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, looks like we were probably getting uh, like a DDoS attack or something. So. Oh, okay. You got yeah. everything resolved though. You good? Yeah, yeah. I think we're good now. Uh, thanks for your patience there. Um, yeah. Sometimes they just wait for just the right time. So. You know what, Ben? It's not the worst thing that's happened to me this week. So. Sorry. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess we can get into the videos now. So what is the worst thing? The Jenny McDermott thing? Is that the worst thing? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, the day that, I mean, I woke up, the day that I woke up and uh, saw that, um, I set an alarm to wake up that day, and they were doing fire alarm testing in my building, so it woke me up an hour early, I was groggy, first thing I see is this fucking Jenny McDermott video, so I'm half asleep watching this thing, like, oh great, she's going to reveal our private conversations. And sure enough, she doesn't. She reads a couple of things I said to her, makes a bunch of assertions that I was trying to have sex with her, even though I never one time even implied that I wanted to meet her in person. And then she just goes on and says that I was being aggressive and uh, tells everybody personal information like... Uh, like one of the things... Um, like I used to be really friendly with her and as kind of like um, a token... Uh, to show that I was trusting her as I showed her my face and uh, I eventually started I mean the reason we ended up talking Mostly was to talk about our relationship issues. She was having problems with her boyfriend. I was having troubles with my wife I didn't tell her it was my wife. I didn't want to get into details um, 
But uh, I don't know. She she decided that uh, eventually down the line, she didn't want to be friends with me anymore. And just completely out of the blue, this video pops up. I, I can't, I'm really racking my brain to figure out what I did to start this entire attack. Uh, uh, I don't, I, you know, based on her pattern of behavior, I don't think you have to do much to uh, instigate her. I think she's pretty much entirely motivated by... Uh, she sees your high subscriber count. She figures, you know, here's an angle where I can get some attention because, I mean, she's done similarly scumbaggy things to, you know, Thunderfoot where she uh, basically denied that his, his dad had cancer and was dying and, and you know, shit like that. And uh, she also uh, claimed to have filed a DMCA against our channel at one point. Uh, doesn't look like she actually did, but... Uh, well, uh, yeah, that that whole situation, that's right around that time is when I stopped talking to her. Um, usually, uh, I don't like to involve myself in office politics. So, um, you know, anytime there's an issue where one atheist channel attacks another, I, I try to stay far away. I don't I don't uh, make public any of my opinions on the situation, and I try to remain friends with everybody, and that's always been my thing. And I have friends that are famous. Oh, yeah, mine too. I'm so... I'm always extending the olive branch everywhere I go. <laughs> that's, uh, that's my that's personality. That's what uh, you're from... known for, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I mean, yes. I'm friends with both feminists and MRAs, and the MRAs see my feminist friends, and they say, oh, he's a fucking feminist. And then the feminist friends say, oh, he's got MRA fans. He's a fucking MRA. And I, I, tote, I tote the line in the middle, you know. I'm, I'm not into the whole identity politics thing. I don't like when people try to uh, put a label on you. I mean, we can argue all day about uh, what I am and what my ideologies and philosophies in life are. But uh, as soon, I feel like as soon as you put a title on me, a label on me, then you um, associate other things with that that uh, don't necessarily track with that line of thinking. I mean, you, you, sure, you can call me a, an atheist, you can call me a skeptic, uh, but when it comes to my uh, views on egalitarianism, uh, <laughs> both sides are fighting each other so vehemently. They, both of them want as many people on their side as possible, and then they take anybody that disagrees with them as being an instant enemy. And uh, that, that's kind of what I feel like... Um, this whole thing with Jenny McDermott is, is uh, she saw that I have friends that don't agree with her. She sees that I have friends that uh, like Sargon of Akkad and Shoe on Head that have made quite public that they don't like modern feminism or extreme feminism. And, sure. uh, she, and she just immediately says, oh, well, then he must be an MRA or as she puts it in the video, MRA light. And uh, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, that is like was her entire uh, motivation. The thing that bothers me the most in that video, though, uh, besides the fact that she called me an MRA, um, is that she, uh, you know, showed my dirty laundry. And that's not, it has nothing to do with what I do on YouTube. There's, there's no connection between my personal life and the stuff that I do online. I'm not trying to teach anybody how to be. I'm not trying to promote any kind of form of thinking or anything. Uh, if, if I was on here saying, you know, everybody should be an MRA, and then she exposed me as being a terrible person, then I could see, yeah, you know, people would definitely change their mind about me based on that. But I'm an entertainer, you know, I'm a comedian. I like to make people laugh. I, and personal lives really don't factor into my work at all. Yeah, and on the identity politics thing, um, I think, you know, a lot of people, uh, it's not even just so much about 
people labeling each other, but also looking for labels for themselves as well. Just, you know, I, I'm, I'm this, uh, you know, I'm a feminist, I'm an MRA, I'm a MGTOW, or, you know, <laughs> all this other crap that's out there. Uh, you know, it's almost like people are just lining up to become stereotypes. Well, these, these kinds of labels, I see them as pieces of clothing, you know, like the Crips and the Bloods. And people want to walk down the street with their piece of clothing obvious for everyone to see. So people will see, yeah, he has morals. He has he has gumption. He's out there trying to fix things. He, he loves women. And if you disagree with them, you hate women. And immediately, that's what people immediately want is that they want people to see that piece of clothing they're wearing and associate everything with that piece of clothing with them and immediately make a judgment on them based on that. And um, life isn't that simple, but some people are. Some people just want to be uh, associated with the ideal. They want the ideal that they aspire to to be their identity as a person. And to me, that's really um, close-minded, if you ask me. Yeah, it's almost like trying to in install a, a particular operating system in your head or something, rather than, you know, uh, forming your own thoughts and ideas and opinions. It's just here's uh, some prepackaged shit that's already been thought out for you. That's an but, absolutely you know, excellent point. Yeah, it, it, it does come with a way of thinking as well. Um, uh, I mean, uh, as a joke, I call it listen and believe. And a lot of these people are atheists, so I call them the listen and believe atheists. Um, but yeah, as soon as they aspire to this form of thinking, like feminism, for example, they immediately uh, start believing things about non-feminists, and they immediately start believing things about society without using any critical faculties in their mind. They, it's almost like they follow the programming that comes along with that ideology. Yeah, and a lot of times it doesn't even make sense. I mean, uh, an example I would use, and maybe you have a different take on this than me, but, uh, you know, it seems interesting because uh, uh, feminists like Anita Sarkeesian, for instance, uh, is probably the most prominent example, uh, they decry, oh, the, this woman in the video game is uh, scantily clad and hypersexualized and whatever, but then if a woman is dressed like that in public, they say, well... You know, there's nothing inherently sexual about that outfit. You know, it's all, you know, the men or the whoever is, is uh, objectifying her or whatever. So, it, you yeah. know, that, that, that kind of stuff seems like a cognitive dissonance to me. No, it you certainly know, is. It's a how is the inability to reflect on oneself is, I mean, you, you see this in, in all movements. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's more obvious in feminism, I feel, that you, you get those kinds of doublethink. Uh, where anything that applies to other people doesn't apply to you. And that anytime you get called on it, whatever excuse you can pull out of your ass is good enough. Yeah, and you know, another thing about it is I hate the, uh, that they think, feel like that their sensibilities should be able to impose on other people's art. Because, right. I mean, th you know, if, if you're creating something, and you know this because you consider yourself primarily an entertainer and comedian, and that's a creative uh, pursuit. You know, you, you have to be able to draw from, you know, within yourself in this very guttural place and, and you know, really uh, get that passion and energy from, from there. And, you know, you, you can't let that be dictated and shaped by what other people are going to think or other people's sensibilities. You have to do it for you if it's going to be real and genuine and pure. Would you agree with that? 
Oh, absolutely. And, you know, offense comes into that. Um, you can't get people to think differently without offending their current paradigm. And offense is seen as a negative thing, but really it's just a natural reaction to being confronted with something that either you've never thought of before or that you try not to think about. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, the first time someone was uh, talked out of... Um throwing a virgin into a volcano, they probably were offended by the notion of not doing it when the subject was first brought up, you know? Or, yeah, or the first uh, rape victim in Israel that was, was spared uh, stoning. I'm sure people were offended at that idea, too. Sure. You know, uh, you know not to say that people who are offended are always wrong, but, you know, being offended just means your thinking is being challenged in some way. Right, exactly. And uh, it's, it's hard to make people laugh, too, without saying offensive things. I don't know a single good comedian that doesn't offend people on some level. I would have said Bill Cosby, but now, you know, he oh, kind of ruined that. Yeah, but he's I guess, pretty offensive. I, I guess that was the ultimate punchline for him. He was the, one of the cleanest comics to ever make it big, and then, you know, he raped a bunch of women. <laughs> yeah, and I always thought uh, Jerry Seinfeld was clean until the college circuit shit on him. Yeah, he was. He, he is pretty clean. I don't know. I, I never liked Jerry, but, uh, you know, that's that's not. Yeah, it's really. weird because TJ likes the show Seinfeld, but he doesn't like Jerry Seinfeld, the comedian. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I like the supporting cast. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you want to watch some videos, Armored Skeptic? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, did, right. you guys do this do my, did you guys want to do my big face reveal thing, though? Sure. Yeah, I mean, we can do that Re now. Reveal your face. We'll do that first. All right. So, uh, yeah, I mean... So, this are, is, let me just, like, prepare me for this. Are you hideous? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a giant, fat neck beard. Um, I'm balding. Oh, okay, so you're beautiful. All right. Yeah. And Show I only, me. I only wear uh, wife beaters and uh, fedoras, so, yeah. <laughs> here you go. All right, here we go. Ah! There he is! I don't believe it. All right. Oh, my God, I'm a normal fucking human being. Yeah. Holy sh I don't know how normal you look. You, you look a little strange, man. <laughs> uh, he's he's wearing a he, he he is wearing a collared shirt. So Yeah, we don't we don't approve of that shit around here. I guess this uh Hawaiian <laughs> shirt I'm wearing kind of has Yeah, you hypocrite. I guess I I guess I can't judge. Let he he was with out guilt cast the first stone and what have you. Anyway, that's what, drink. that's what Armored Skeptic looks like, everybody. Let's have a big round of applause yeah. and a thumbs up for finally revealing this piece of fucking shit that tried to <laughs> rape Jenny McDermott. Look at him. Look at the face of this horrible <laughs> sex criminal. It's true. I've been accused of Facebook rape, and I do not deny the accusations. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's t want to take a look at a video, Ben. Yeah, we'll do yeah. That. Let's do this. Let's let's have some fun. Let's do this. All right. Here we go. You know, he kind of looks like uh, Disney's Aladdin if he grew a goatee. Are you guys gonna <coughs> screen share with me, or am I just watching the? Uh... Yeah, we'll screen share with you. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll get that set up. Actually, we'll do that in one moment. And I guess I'll. Uh... I'll do my trick again. Yeah, I need to learn some more tricks. I'm learning to read tarot, even though I'm an atheist, and don't believe in that. Yeah. 
I, I just like the I like the symbol. I'm, I'm much. I, I mean, I like symbolism and I like the artistic. Can you see? Can you see that? Uh, that's on the screen right there. Nope. Oh, well, that's weird. Yeah, no. I mean, as an atheist, I mean, all atheism is is a, is a failure to believe the or a failure to lack the hypothesis that a deity exists. There's there's nothing else attached to that. True so, enough. I mean. I mean, that means you can still believe in afterlives and ghosts and spirits and witches and all that shit. Um, yeah, well, I, I, I consider myself a skeptic as well, so I, I don't believe yeah. in any of that sort of uh, things, those things. No, but even um, as a skeptic, uh, you're allowed to entertain things, too. Like, for example, oh, I, entertain, sure. I entertain the concept that ghosts may exist, and even though I don't believe it, um, the idea of it freaks me out. And as a form of entertainment, I like to freak myself out thinking about ghosts. Well, yeah, I mean, I have no problem thinking about zombies and ghosts and all kinds of crazy shit. But, you know, uh, yeah, I don't believe in it. I don't necessarily actively disbelieve in most of that stuff. But, you know, I, I, I find most of it highly unlikely. All right. And, and I am sharing with you right now because um, I can see, I can see like, the, the it says that I'm sharing with you. I don't know if you see it. It's just like a weird background right now. But... I don't know. Uh, l uh, let me no, I don't see anything, but that's all right. Um, I'll I'll be able to hear it. So we'll just I'll just reply to what I hear, and you guys can reply to what you see. That's fine. Okay. Alrighty. Tell me if you think this person is being serious or or if they're just trolling. Howdy, that is folks. The, premise. the topic of this video is illegal immigration. So oh, I can see it now. Pull that's up a chair. Right. See what we can come up with. Like most folks, so, I've looked at politics and illegal immigration most of my life. And it's always amazed me <laughs> that no matter whether it's even... a Republican or Democrat. I don't even know what to say about this guy that we got on the screen here. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm trying to think of a joke, but I just look at him and like, what could be funnier than just looking at this shit? <laughs> all, all I can say is he is trying too hard. Yeah, he has the roundest face I've ever seen. Democrat in charge of the country, nobody in government really wants to solve the illegal immigration problem. Now, I don't know why. I don't know why we need all why? these people. I don't know why. Why? Why? Is, I, I hope he says what the illegal immigration problem is, uh, because as far as I understand, quite a few of your labor positions uh, and a lot of a lot of your economy depends on cheap, uh, cheap labor that is not uh, registered. And, yeah, I uh, guarantee the KFC that this guy uh, eats on a you know daily basis is not uh, you know it's probably staffed he, by some uh, somewhat by illegal aliens. He so. he has a very unique solution though, and Does that's he? why I think he may be a troll. Well, I want to hear his solution. Okay, is it a giant country, catapult? I'm going with giant catapult. But apparently we have to have it. And if that's the case, I think we should go full bull the other way. Instead of making them dangerously sneak into our country, I think we should take our country to them. I think that we should deliver the freedom of America to the people of Mexico. I think we need to annex Mexico. <laughs> you know, if you look at the history of Mexico, it, it's been a country with a lot of problems. The government has almost always been corrupt. It doesn't take care of its people. 
And right now they've made an industry of forcing their poor people to come up here and send dollars down to Mexico. Now, if we just annex it, go to war, I mean, we conquered Mexico once and we gave it back. We kept part of it, we paid for it, but we gave it back. <laughs> Let's just take it and keep it. You know, I don't see any flaws of this plan. I don't even see why you think this is a trick. Oh, okay. I take back what I said about this guy. He's brilliant. Annex Mexico, guys. Yeah. If, Scott, if Scotty were here, he'd say Canada, too. Yeah, why don't we just yeah. let's just take over the whole North American continent, you know? Yeah, let's let's ignore the fact that the UN would uh condemn any kind of actions against Mexico uh without any cause. Um if you just suddenly annexed Mexico, bulldozed it and then uh with your tanks and took it over, it would then be the poor part of the United States with all the drug cartels in it and nothing would change. Well, one thing would change. You could go down to Mexico and, and get drugs eat more easily. You know, you're not cra crossing a, a, a country border anymore. There's, there's something on, going on where we live right now that some people are calling a cartel. Yep. Yeah, there's like a bunch of a bunch of rich people bought land to grow weed, and then they also created a political action committee to get it on the ballot to be legalized in November. And some people think it's like a, a, some people think it's a cartel. I'm okay with it, but I'm okay with cartels, though. So. <laughs> you know, it's like the other day. I, I I don't know. I think I might have already said this on the show, but I'll say it again anyway. The other day, I, I heard about, uh, you know, from a conspiracy theorist that the government is uh, using, you know, chemicals to to make everybody gay. And I was like, you know, I'm okay with that. You know, that's that's pretty cool. I don't see what the problem is. People still get to have, uh, you know, loving family relationships, <laughs> but they don't produce offspring. And I don't know if you guys what? have noticed, but there's too yeah, many fucking people, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, I, I look at, like, my neighbor's houses, and I'm just, like, disgusted that I have to live so close to other human beings, you know? <laughs> like, it makes me sick to my stomach, so. TJ's that guy that has, like, giant weeds growing in his front yard. Yeah, because I don't give a I need fuck. A, I need a machete to get to his front door. Yeah, well, at least I don't let a fucking goddamn giant spider guard the entranceway to my house. <laughs> I keep it there because I know you don't like it. Yeah, you know, and it fucking, the motherfucker, last time I, I tried to get in earlier, he's like, you must first answer three riddles. I'm like, fuck <laughs> this shit. Ben, that spider is as big as my fucking head. And it just, yeah. I hate that fucking thing. <laughs> and Ben's like, don't kill it. It's like, I ain't fucking even getting near the damn thing. It's a big ass spider. It is a big ass spider. <laughs> But I would say troll, probably. Yeah? Yeah, I think troll also. I, my vote... Mm, my vote is idiot. Idiot? I, you know, idiot. The, the, the thing is, the reason I don't, I don't think he's a troll necessarily because of what he said. I think he's a troll because of how he's dressed. You know, but, but I, used, I used to live in the Southwest and there are people that dress like that. I've never seen anyone dress... It, it doesn't even seem like it's all period appropriate or anything. You know, it's like... I don't, I don't think he's trying to be period appropriate. I think this, this is his idea of what a cool man looks like. And he's like, yeah, I'm a man. I might as well dress like a fucking cowboy with a... With an ascot, that's what men dress like. Yeah, well, the, I mean, the, you know, that might look cool if he was like, you know, some some slender, muscular dude or something, you know, and it was like a little bit more like torn up and like actually looked like it'd been through some shit. And also, but, if he had but a look, big fucking revolver on his side or something. 
Look at his background, though. He's got a, uh, a handcrafted wooden <laughs> yeah. throne. He probably There's willed no that way. himself. There's no way a troll would put that much effort into their video. He made that by hand, TJ. Well, why does the why can't he just be a troll that has a, a hand whittled wooden fucking uh, throne there? Okay, let's entertain that idea. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on, moving on. Um, it looks like. Uh, the Vigilant Christian made a video about you, TJ. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Something about me being a coward or something. He calls you a chicken. I haven't heard... Oh, a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> you little chicken. Cheep, 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 cheep. Yeah. That's from the room. Yeah, so here's this video. Um, I'm sure it's going to be great. Oh, do, yeah, they always are. Do you like the Vigilant Christian, Armored Skeptic? Of course I don't. <laughs> oh, you love him. There's there's a conspiracy theory that you and him are actually the same person. Yeah, I know. And I guess that's saying we have the same voice. I I, I don't hear it. But. It's it's the it's the probably the Canadianness of your voice. Yeah. Well, I suppose we both have the same accent. Yeah, similar. But I guess he's French. So. Oh well, then fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> hey. He always has these. Oh look, it's it's a it's like a octagon from UFC. Is his intro now? Mario's ready to throw down. Okay, so so the graphic here is exposing trolls. So he's accusing TJ of being a troll. Is that the the premise of this video? I don't know. Probably. We'll hey everyone, you're here with Vigilant Christian Mario, and you're here for a quick video just to call out the drunken peasants for being the absolute chickens that they are. I don't know if you know this or not, but a while back, Dr. Ken Hovind accepted a... Dr. Ken Dr. Ken Hovind. PhD. ...drunk peasants debate challenge. Now, looks like no one's going to step up to the plate and actually debate him. They're squirming around, trying to find someone to debate him. What's up, guys? You no. can't do it yourself? Hold on. You can't defend... That's wrong. We, we already had someone to debate him. And the reason we're not going to debate him ourselves is because he's going to be making claims that should be refuted by a scientist, which is what we found to debate him. But... We met all of his stipulations, and then we called his little lackey, and his lackey basically started trying to impose further stipulations. Yeah. And also uh, basically deriding us for using uh, profanity on the show, and basically talking to us very condescendingly about how disgusting we are. You know, even though I think he's disgusting, and I'm keeping my mouth shut about it, I think it's disgusting to run a website called Free Kent Hovind and He's already free. Uh, yeah, and stand by uh, this this, you know, charlatan. And your own viewpoint against him? Well, well, wait a minute. I thought creationism was the most stupidest theory ever and that even a 5-year-old could debunk it, right? Like isn't that what you kind of portray on your show that creationism Bible believers are absolute ridiculous idiots? Yeah. Well, if we're so stupid, why can't you, TJ, get in the ring and debate Ken Hovind? Well, yeah, because yeah. Hold you on, know hold on. That's yeah, not that's, fair. It is yeah, not. No. You, I mean, you can point out why if you want. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like you're debating the philosophy of the Bible or creationism. Kent Hovind, he hangs his hat on understanding science and debunking it. And that has never been the strong point of the Amazing Atheist or the Drunken Peasants channel. Uh, it, it's like... It's like putting having a cockfight and ha putting a cat in the ring, you know. Like obviously, right. one of them is going to know better about how to fight than the other. It's not. It's not a. It's not a fair fight. And I'm not saying that you guys would be wrong necessarily, but you wouldn't have the arsenal required to deal with the kind of arguments he would come up with. That's exactly right. Because he's going to be making specifically unscientific claims that we're not going to have an opportunity to research on the fly. So we need to have someone who actually is a biologist, a trained scientist, <laughs> yeah. to debate him because they're going to be in the position to actually uh, contradict him with authority. Which, you know, of course, we're not going to be able to do. And it's not because his arguments are sophisticated. It's just because he's going to be uh, twisting facts and misconstruing things and making claims that require the refutation of an authoritative source. Right. And I wouldn't call myself an authoritative source, but I think that, um, like I was saying before, you and I, we don't have the same focus. My, my focus is more on bad science. And sure. uh, I think someone like me would be... Uh, you know, have a better arsenal to deal with bad science because we wouldn't only know what, uh, you know, the current understanding of certain scientific fields were. And we, we would also uh, be used to the kind of arguments that, that he would bring forth. And um, that's, that's, I've never once seen a video from you where, uh, where you say anything outside of just the, the normal understanding of what, uh, what the people know about science. You, you don't know, I mean, the amazing atheist doesn't hang its hat on knowing what current research is. Like, right. I, I, you haven't you haven't done a video on CERN, for example, have you? No, no. I mean, you know, I, I feel like I have uh, a pretty good layman's grasp of science, but I certainly don't feel like I have the the knowledge to uh, to put myself out there and say, you know, I'm willing to take on you know people who are spewing pseudoscience because I'm not going to necessarily you know, have the tools immediately, immediately at my disposal to, to contradict what they're saying. Yeah. And I think, I think all, all of us, we, we all have our own niche and I get the same problem. I get people wanting to debate me with like the historicity of Jesus and whether or not a God could exist and whether or not the Bible is, is true and accurate. And that's not my strong point at all. Sure. You know, we all have we all have strengths and weaknesses, and you know, whatever. And I mean, I've I've done some science stuff on my channel, but it's it's you know, it's mostly been when I've been able to actually sit down and research and make sure that everything I'm saying is, you know, as factually accurate as possible. Whereas if I'm if I'm rattling shit off on the fly, I'm likely to get something wrong. Right. Yeah. And you know, we all do, but yeah, it's not a fair fight. Basically, that's the sure. Point. Exactly, oh, deep right. down inside, that your point of view, your worldview, doesn't even hold up. And that facing Ken Hoven, you'll be fully exposed. Mm -hmm. So now what the drunken peasants are trying to do is they're, they're trying to squirm around and find a quote-unquote scientist or something to do their no, job for them. One. But what I want to hold point on. out here... We already had a scientist. Do you say quote unquote? Quote unquote scientist. It's Dr. Ken Hoven. You know, that's what he is. He's a doctor. But, you know, any scientist we find is just a quote-unquote scientist. <laughs> no. The only real PhDs are creationist PhDs. Yeah. You, 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 any other scientist, if he didn't get his PhD from a mobile home, fuck him. He's probably full of shit anyways. Yeah. Yeah, it was a mobile home. That's funny. <laughs> Isn't his thesis out there also? 
Yeah, have you read his thesis, by the way? Yeah, I've read it. I've it's read a, a little even, bit. Even if you have no understanding of science or even what a fucking thesis is, you will laugh before you get to the end of the first page. It is nonsense. <laughs> Are you talking about Kent Hovind's thesis? Yeah. Yes. I've never read it. Yes. Yeah, for, for his PhD. Interesting. If, yeah. if your internet goes down and you need something to read, read Kent Hovind's uh, thesis, you will laugh your ass off. <laughs> is just the pure fact that they cannot do it themselves shows that their entire channel is a joke. They don't actually believe that creationism is a ridiculous theory. If they did, they what? would get in the ring and defeat it themselves. Now, for those of you uh, atheist followers, troll okay. followers, peasants followers, um, that are going to say, I'm a chicken, I haven't went on the show, I'm actually scheduled to go this Friday. So you can yeah. go ahead and set your reminder, Drunken Peasants number 148 live. I'm going to be on there. And it's time that I face them and show them that they've been just ridiculously taking my stuff out of context. They don't have a clue what they're talking about. And I'm going to go live and just settle the score with this okay. insanity. These ridiculous who, videos that... So who wants on. to take bets that he doesn't even show up to this thing? Though? You know, he ha he's, uh, he's chickened out a few times in the past. I think that's what he's doing here is projecting, honestly. But, uh, you know, the thing is, if we're so dumb... I mean, first of all, beating uh, beating an argument is not the same thing necessarily as beating a particular uh, rhetorician, you know? I, I mean, Ken Hovind is going to come out there with his crazy charts and his crazy graphs, and he's going to make specific claims that are going to need to be refuted in a very specific way. Because, you know, if, if we go out there and we say one thing wrong about science then he's going to use that to discredit us even though he says a million wrong things about science because Correct. unlike unlike him we'll actually have to admit yeah we were wrong there well what were the terms of the uh debate was he going to do it on your show or did you have to go find a mediator uh, well he wanted us to host the debate somehow um, and originally it was assumed that it would be on our channel uh, the, the main thing is that he wanted his crony to basically ho run the debate and be able to kick anyone he wanted from the debate and he also wanted equal time uh, as well yeah, and then when and then once we met those criteria, uh, he basically told us, you know, no, it can't be on your channel. It has to be on a neutral channel as well. We're like, so you get to choose the channel. You get to choose the moderator. You get to choose the format. You know, why are we even there? Yeah, like what what what's even the use of us? Why don't you just go and uh, why even make it a debate? Why don't you just go give a fucking sermon? Yeah, not not to insult you or your uh, intelligence or or your abilities or anything, but he he clearly has picked you because you're one of the most popular stream channels uh, revolving around uh, atheism, science, creation, and you know that whole field, and also because he knows that you don't know what you're talking about. He's just trying to cut his teeth on some easy meat before he gets back out there. He is probably rusty as shit, having come out of prison, and <clears throat> other than, you know, whatever kind of stagnant old books that were sitting around in his prison library, he he knows that you're not going to know what is current in science, and, and he probably is hoping that he can victimize, uh, you know, or rather use you as, as a way to show how intelligent he is. Kind of the way, like... Um, they make a really shitty hockey team play an even shittier hockey team to get their 
to get their morals up or to get their energy up before they get into the regular season. The Drunken Peasants, so a shitty hockey team <laughs> for Kent Hovind to cut his teeth on. Um, no, uh, you know, but that's why we were going to, we, we wanted a legitimate scientist because, you know, we wanted someone who was really going to be, uh, you know, able to, uh, like I said, authoritatively uh, take on what he's saying. Yeah, do you know what I'd like to see is you be the mediator or uh, the moderator, rather. Of a, well, that's of a what debate. we wanted to do. That's what we wanted that to would do. Be awesome. I would. That love was to the. See. That was. Uh, that was my vision. Is you know it would be you know JF versus Ken Hovind, and I would be the moderator, and I'd be the one asking the questions and putting things forward and whatever else. Yeah, it's not uh, fair though. I mean, he he knows he has a. PhD and you are a high school dropout. That's not really a fair fight in general. Um, I mean, the I don't think there are very many <coughs> popular or famous YouTubers that even have college degrees, let alone PhDs. Yeah, but I mean, how legit is his PhD? I mean, I would put my uh, GED up against his PhD. <laughs> any day but well, no, uh, no, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that he's smarter than you but he he certainly has more training in bullshittery than you do oh I don't know I can I can spew some bullshit but you know I don't want to spew bullshit at him I want to I want him to be beaten with with the truth not just some clever rhetoric and plus there's no way I could debate him because I don't have the temperament to debate him right I would, I would end up cursing him out which is what TJ did out. that's by the way what I did to his lackey so yeah that, on, that would be funny I'd, I'd watch that too why don't we make that happen yeah it, it probably would but uh you know he, he he's obviously not going to do this debate uh, I don't know why he agreed to it and then backed out uh, but he did and uh, hopefully we can get him to uh, to agree once more. I, we had people write him on the last episode and ask him about that. You guys can go check that out. It's in the very beginning part of the last episode if you want to figure out how you can help us get Kent Hovind to come on the show. Yeah, it's the Dr. Dino. Yep. Um, at Gmail, I believe. Yes, the Dr. Dino at gmail.com. You know, it's crazy how popular uh, the Vigilant Christian is. I mean, yeah, he has over a million, doesn't he? Um, no, no, but he—he's uh, close. I mean, he's—he's—he's he's, he's rapidly growing, for sure. This—this—he—he he aspires to a certain form of bullshit, where he knows what people want to believe, and he—and right. he, you know, he—he—he uh, he, he uses that to get a, a base. You know, he—he he knows people don't want to believe that the government knows what it's doing. He doesn't want people to believe, or he knows people don't want to believe that there's no um, God. He he knows people want to believe that there's some sort of secret society of, of people that make shitty things happen around them, and <laughs> he he uses that against his own audience. He's he's as much a provocateur as I've ever seen. Yeah, his videos are are basically the same as Mark Dice's videos. Oh no, yeah, he's basically Mark Dice light. Yeah, with with more of a Christian twist to right. him. Yeah, so I, I think we can move on. Yeah, uh, Mario's supposed to show up on Friday. We'll see if he shows up. Um, by the way, we I have put, some other cool I put money guests. on that he doesn't show up. Yeah, it's we'll see. Problem. You're not alone on that. A lot of people have have said that, so I wouldn't be surprised. He's canceled on us before. So we'll see what he does. Uh, we we have uh, Casey Tron that's going to be on coming up soon. We also have Kyle Kalinsky coming up. 
uh, as a guest. And also, uh, we're going to have Anthony Fantano on for a whole episode pretty soon, just to let everyone know what's coming up. Uh, let's see. We'll play. We'll play this one. Hey, everyone. Okay, so... I'm going to make this really brief, but um, I basically just wanted to answer a question that was asked to me about my opinion on something. So here College go. dorm. Um, Immediately yeah. do, not, do not trust your opinion. Oh, she's going to give you. She's going to give you her opinion. College dorm. I was court. asked, right. what do I believe happens to people who um, don't accept or believe in God? What do I believe happens to them when they die? Like, okay, caution, this is what I believe based on scripture. God is the ultimate judge, not me. He knows best. Um, and, yeah, here we go. So at this point, God would have been pursuing that person their whole life, actively pursuing them, wanting a relationship with them, open arms, and he, they would have heard the truth, the gospel, and rejected it, denied it, said it's not for me. I'm a good person. Um, I don't believe that. I want to live my life the way I want to live it. I want to do what makes me happy. Um, whatever the case may be. At that point, they would have denied God. Um, this is caution. This is something I believe for um, people who deny God. I believe something else for people who never heard about God or never heard about like the truth the right way. Um, I believe God is merciful, and that's a whole different story. Anyway, um, for the people who heard the truth of the right way, heard the gospel, or even in it, I don't know, um, uh. but denied it. This is what I believe, because they wanted to live their life the way they wanted to live it, or whatever. Um, so God spent their whole life trying to be with them, because he wants to be with us. And that person denied him. They, they denied God and Christ. Okay, let me just ask a question here. So if this is, this is a, an all-powerful being... That, you know, basically created the universe and everything, you know, created you, created me, created all the stuff around us. Why does he, uh, if he's so desirous of this relationship, you know, why wouldn't it just be, why wouldn't we just be born with an overwhelming instinctive need to believe in him? You know, I mean, I know that there there is something, obviously there is something there, but... Obviously, tons of people have the capacity not to believe. And furthermore, why doesn't he just demonstrate his own fucking existence? What is the purpose of a test of like, you know, he's there, but you can't see him there. He's not going to prove himself to you in any way, shape, or form. You just got to accept that. What, why, well, would, she, why would an all-powerful being conduct themselves like that? Why, what, what is that even testing? It's well, she, testing she to see whether you'll believe something that there's no proof of. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that's kind of the Calvinist belief system. Now, if you don't know what Calvinism is, it's it's the belief that the entirety of history from the beginning to the end has already been predetermined by God, meaning God already knows who will and will not become a Christian. So uh, it sounds like she she believes that anybody that is a Christian was already chosen by God to know the truth. And this is one of the most... Um, contradictory forms of Christianity that exists, because basically you can't say God loves everyone 
And then the Bible also says he wants everyone to turn to God, but then he's already chosen who has turned to God before you were even born. It doesn't make any sense. Right. We actually argued that point with uh, Venom Fang X when he was on this show. Another fellow Canadian. Yep. You got a lot of uh, classy <laughs> fellows up there in Canada. That's but, uh, you know, yeah, we, we actually <laughs> talked to him about it, and, uh, you know, he had some sort of, I don't know, back to the future chalk drawing logic for why, you know, that that does you know that's not the case because even though god knows how it's going to unfold there's still free will because you know x y and z but yeah so they they have sophistry to weasel their way out of that as well their savior so where do they go well where god isn't gonna folks force go them when much. they die <laughs> Heaven is where God is. Okay. Heaven is his presence. Heaven is uh, where, where God is. It's, it's wonderful. But That's, that sounds God's wonderful. not going to force someone to be with God. You ever notice how vague hell is? I mean, heaven is compared to hell. Yeah. Heaven is just like, oh, it's great. I, I always wondered, like, w would heaven just be like kissing God's ass every day because you're like literally around God all the time. Well, that's what Bi the Bible says that you spend every moment of every day praising his existence. So basically heaven is uh, servitude, like eternal servitude. And he is he has created you specifically to worship him. God is the ultimate narcissist. Neat. Be with him for eternity in heaven if they don't want to be. They denied him. They don't want that. Hmm. As much as he wants it for them, he's not going to force them to be with him in heaven. So then people ask, where do they go then? Where do these people who don't accept it and they deny him, where do they I, That's the last question I have is where do they go? <laughs> where do they go? Where do they go? They're, they're, they're dead? Where do they go? They go in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> they go, you know. If God is a God of love, how could he send them to hell? And this is something I tackled and wrestled with for a while. And so this is my belief based on scripture. Okay. These people who denied God, because God doesn't want to force them to be with him, they would go to a place where God, where God does not exist, where he cannot be found is what I should say. This is hell. Where good, love, hope, happiness, and even contentment don't exist because God isn't there, because God can't be found. Um, it says, why, why all these things go? Because God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. That's John 4, 6. Because God is love, all those things that come with love, hope, truth, happiness, they're not going to exist in hell. You know, hell, I feel like sometimes we get a skewed image of. All right. Anything more you want to say about this, or should we move on? You know, on? I've heard this shit before. It's okay. like, oh, well, hell is just the absence of God's presence, and God is everything good, yeah. so hell is the absence of everything good, and it's like... Yeah, basically, we're just diving into the imagination of a college junior. I'm not having any fun listening to this at all. Nope. Nope. We'll move on. Okay. Hey, what's going on? I'd rather listen to her, uh, her Game Man, of Thrones fiction. <laughs> I just want to talk to you. I want you to hear what I'm about to say so bad. 
Now I'm begging you to pay attention. Okay. If you've ever listened to a message, watch the video, let it be this one that you think about, that you contemplate, and that you hear my words because they are so important and they could mean the difference between you Where going to heaven from? or hell. Tonight we shot this crazy video out in the middle of nowhere. We had a 15 foot high fire. This thing burned so hot and so bright that I couldn't get 10 yards, 20 yards, 30 yards. I kept having to back up, back up, back up, and the crew said, get closer for the shot. I couldn't. It burned the hairs on my arm. I feel like it was burning was my face. Stuff was burning. falling. Bodies. How hot? Fires don't get that hot unless you're burning something illegal. No, he's 20, burning. 30, 40 yards away. Come on. <laughs> he was burning the bodies of heretics, you know? Yeah, that's got to be. He was, yeah, he must have been burning fossil fuels or coal or something. I've never heard of a fire burning that hot. Well, he stuffed the bodies with phosphorus before he uh, lit them up, so. Well, I mean, it's possible he's just really sensitive. Maybe his girlfriend was a lot closer and he was just trying to get to her, but it was too hot. Burned up and then the ashes came back down. All I could think was this. As I'm backing away from that fire, there are people all around this world right now running headlong into an eternal fire in a place called hell. Wow. It's real, man. It's just as real as heaven. It's just as real as you sitting wherever you're at right now watching this video. You have a destination. You have an eternal home. You are marked to go somewhere, heaven or hell. Right now, you are one breath away from eternity. Where are you going? Here's what I want to tell you. You can know for certain that you're going to heaven. Where are you going, Ben? Uh, probably to the crematorium. No, where are you going? Heaven or hell? You got to choose one of those. It's your only choices. Can I choose purgatory? Nope. They canceled that. You got you to go to heaven or hell now. <sighs> can I choose like what the Mormons choose where I like get my own planet? Oh, yeah, you can do that. Too. Okay, I choose that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Mormons do have a better deal, don't they? You know, it's like, no. at least they're, no, they they're don't. their heaven is pretty no, they defined, don't. though. No, Why but not? The, the difference with the Mormons is that even fewer of them will end up going to heaven than any other form of Christianity. I think, except for maybe Jehovah's Witnesses, we're only like, is it Jehovah's Witnesses that 11,000 get to go to heaven? Yeah, and the they're, the ones, they're, they're the ones with the, real, with the specific limitation number. The yeah, it's like, yeah. 11,398 or some crazy exact figure like that. Right. Out of 7 billion people. So the vast majority of humanity is just like, you know, refuse. And uh, well, I, suppose, I suppose the benefit is that since they have posthumous uh, baptisms, if we're all wrong, then the Mormons will dig us all up and baptize us all. So we're fine anyways. We did it, folks. Go home. <laughs> that sounds Not pretty sweet. Not your typical preacher. Most popular preachers don't talk about hell because they're scared to. What are you talking you about? Hold on, what? Do you say most popular preachers don't talk about hell? Yeah, because they're scared to. No. No, no, no. It's because they know it is a last-ditch effort of a, an intellectually dishonest nobody who has no arguments. Making people fear the unknown, making people fear afterlife. This is what people who have no intellectual character do because they know that... They can't get to people through reason. They can't get to, through to people with logic. The best thing they can do is make them fear, well, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. You might go to hell. If you're afraid of hell, you, you might as well become a Christian. And this, this is the kind of tactic that actually ended up getting me in the beginning. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though, too. Uh, you know, if anyone out there does not thumbs out, up this video, you will go <laughs> to hell.
You're going to burn for all time with fire and demons gnawing in your flesh and all that shit. Well, Give no, you, a I thumbs mean, up. Yeah, basic, basically, yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's why the Pascal's wager is, is still used today. You know, you, you don't do anything, you might go to hell. But if you believe, you lose nothing. Um, it's, it's basically the same kind of argument he's using Yeah, but here. believe what? You know, there's so many different versions of things you can believe to supposedly save yourself. Exactly. Jesus talked about hell, and I'm not doing this for money. I don't want your money. I, I don't want you guys checking a book that says, yo, I'm a Christian, checking a box that says, I don't want you coming to my church. I, all I want is to tell you truth because time's running out. They're scared to tell you about hell. I'm terrified not to tell you about hell because I have family members and I have friends who are headed straight to hell right now. If we believe the Bible is true and God's word is authentic, we have to believe that what he says is true. And Jesus in the Bible talks far more about hell than he ever mentions hell. Is this guy like uh, uh, like a Josh Feirstein that's in better shape, basically? Yeah, he kind of looks like a mix of Josh Feirstein <laughs> and uh, um, what's that guy's name? Matthew McConaughey. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe a little bit. And maybe a little Jesus thrown in there, too. He's got the Jesus vibe going for him. Yeah. Except with more stoned eyes. He throws up yeah, a he's a little bit more stoned than Jesus. He says this, the wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus, in his own words, said, don't fear man who can kill your body. Fear the one who can kill your body and your soul in hell. And Jesus, in his own words, said this, the road to hell is broad and there are many on it. The path to heaven is narrow and few find it. If that's the case, then every day, as thousands and thousands and thousands of people all around this world launch headward first into eternity, they're going to hell and not heaven, according to Jesus in his own words. Clayton, why does God send people to hell? Well, let me tell you douche. the gospel clearly and plainly. This is it. Please just hear me out. No. It's not religion. Please listen to this. What, wait, it's not religion? It is religion. It's not the, the religion. Whole... No, no, the concept of hell. The concept of hell didn't even exist before uh, Catholicism ex um, came to be. Um, yeah, Ben's be people. Before that, um, the Jews believed that everybody went into this chasm within the earth, and that there was a bad side and a good side. But they both sounded like fucking nightmares. But there was no like hell. Um, hell is a is a pagan concept that was eventually conformed to the Christian belief system. Jesus talks about. Uh, I mean, if you if you interpret the Bible as the King James wrote it, it's it's filled with symbolism and talks about hell. But uh, but the translators they had a bias; they didn't understand what the words meant. There's like four or eight different words that were all translated into hell, but yeah. they they talk about different concepts. So this this hell that he talks about doesn't even exist in the Bible that he aspires to. Yeah, I remember uh, reading Norse mythology, and there's a place in Norse mythology called Hell. Yeah, there is. It's spelled H-E-L. Yeah, right. they don't need that pretentious second L yeah. going on. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll move on to the next video here. You hear this one a lot. Science has proven evolution, therefore evolution is true. Since evolution is true and Christians don't believe it, then Christians don't believe science and they aren't rational people. Really, let's put that claim to the test. First right. off, evolution in the sense that things change is evident. No rational person disputes that. Therefore, rational Christians believe it. 
we can observe change. But evolution in the sense that life came from non-life and then that life began to randomly generate new genetic information and over time it eventually produced humans is something entirely different and something that quite honestly doesn't hold up against science. In other You're words, right. evolution... Random. <laughs> it doesn't hold up against science because it wasn't random. Natural selection is, is the key factor here. I mean, certain things that are random like genetic drift and, and uh, the change of environment and stuff like that. That's, that's stuff that happens outside of evolution. But evolution isn't like random, like one day there's a mutation and then all of a sudden the entire population has that mutation. The mutation has to hold up against what the environment requires from that life to exist. So the, the vast majority of a population of, of a species, it will change with the environment or it dies. I, it's it's saying random is a complete misconception, and it shows that you have no idea what you're talking about when you use terms like that. And this guy here, he he got his education in evolution from Pokemon. So, oh, you know. okay, oh, should give him more credit. <laughs> the sense of molecules to man is not scientifically plausible and therefore should not be viewed as scientific fact. Quite honestly, it is in great opposition to science, that is, observational science. You know, if you're going to do these kind of animations, can... you should probably at least, like, make them good. Okay, and that's, that's another thing. He says observational science. So, yes, you cannot observe within the lifetime of a human being the entire evolution from... A single-celled organism to a multi-celled organism. That's never going to happen. But to say that it's not observational is a complete farce. We have the fossil record. Arguably, we can observe the motherfucker. We know through the fossil record that things have changed over time. Why are there no camels in the Precambrian area? Why? Why are there no um, trilobites? in the modern uh, fossil record, because those things never existed at the same time. Okay, but show it's... me where a canine became a non-canine. <laughs> it happened in China, we know that. Show me where a canine became a non-canine. <laughs> ah! That was uh, the G-Man argument. G-Man actually had a kind of a similar argument to, uh, to this guy, though. Yeah, I kind of wish G-Man was here. Yeah, but he's retired. Oh. Test and repeat. Is he retired from fight? rap? Because his raps, he's got, he's got them beats, man. Yeah. He knows what's what. Senses to understand. Science demonstrates that over time, living organisms lose genetic information. They don't gain it. That same science demonstrates that life doesn't arise from non-life. Hey, Follow along if you would. Back one. Hold on. What about like no, retroviral DNA and, and shit like that? Mm -hmm. There's no losing or gaining information. There's changing. It's, it's I mean, it, like they have this idea that they started with a, a genetic code that was perfect and then it degrades over time. That's not how genes work. They change. You know, there, everything might have different uh, number of sequences in their genome and they might not gain more sequences or lose more sequences, but that's a completely different argument from they gain information or lose information. The, the concept of losing information, it, it makes no sense. Unless you're literally losing chromosomes from your, your DNA. Um, and we have not observed that to happen over short periods of time. So yeah, I mean, like a bird that could fly may eventually evolve to not fly because it doesn't need to, but we've just as easily observed birds that couldn't fly learn to fly 
through evolution. You can't really say either one is gaining information or losing information. It's the information has changed. Yes. And, you know, uh, we had a guest on here before uh, when uh, JF was doing a debate with another creationist. I don't remember his name, but he he kept saying, you know, uh, you can't gain information. It's like, well, what about retroviral DNA? That's a new information being introduced. That's not even a from a mutated source. It's it's well, it is a mutation, but it's a mutation caused by a virus that actually, you know, uh, inserts its genetic information in your DNA. So there's right. a, there's I mean, a gain in there's a gain in information right there. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, but, you but, could they, but they want to act that's... like you know that never happens. Or that's there's no mechanisms whereby that happens. Well, like I said, I mean, there are instances where chromosomes are added. You could argue that that's a uh, gaining information, uh, sure. but it's a terminology that doesn't actually really make much sense in evolutionary science. Now, I mean, I mean, you've got when, when, uh, single celled organisms went from being, uh, prokaryotes to eukaryotes, meaning they didn't have a nucleus to, they did have a nucleus. Um, they've said that what probably happened is one f- type of bacteria or one type of single celled organism ate another type and instead of digesting it they created a symbiotic relationship and i guess you could say that's gaining information uh because it's two organisms becoming one because all of our um all of our cells are made up of what used to be two different animals and are now one animal yeah uh speaking of that guy that was on here uh with jf when they debated uh he said something and made a joke when he didn't even realize it because he said that tj uh, under tj's beliefs if evolution were true tj evolved from a banana (laughs) yes i did (laughs) there is no known observable process by which new genetic information can be added to an yeah. Organisms genetic it's a vestigial code. feature. None. That pretty much refutes evolution right away because there's no way to go from a fish to an amphibian without adding new information, right? If living nope. organisms nope. cannot nope. produce nope. new genetic nope. Nope. Absolutely no. They all have the exact same bone structures. They are just lined up differently. Um, one thing um, that you'll notice that a lot of evolutionary museums, they'll show the bone structure, for example, in their hand. Fish have... Um, they have all the same bones in, um, or like proto, proto, um, land mammals rather proto land animals that were at one time fish. They have all the same bones in their hand as a mammal does or as an an amphibian does. The only thing that's different is the way it lines up. And we know in DNA studies exactly how that happens. One piece of DNA, for example, your hand, uh, it has information in the DNA to tell your hand when to stop growing fingers. And once you hit that point, it'll stop growing fingers. Same thing, there's DNA, there's information in your DNA that tells your hand when to stop growing them out. And oh, yeah, well, you know, a lot of cars have steering wheels. Does that mean cars evolved? Again, again, it's not different. It's not new information. It's different information. The information... No, man. You don't changed. know. You, you crazy. You crazy, man. God just uses the same design <laughs> over and over because it's a successful design. That's obviously what's going on there. Information. How can anything gradually change into something of higher intelligence or form or complexity? That is, how can anything evolve from an amoeba to a man without adding new genetic information? The answer yeah, it, I like how instead of... It like, goes from amoeba straight to man. Just okay, like, well, that's true. Information would have to be added. 
But we're talking about over such a long period of time that there's more than enough uh, 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 time for that to happen. Like more chromosomes, sure, would have to be added to the DNA to, from a from an amoeba to become a man. But we're talking yeah, about. But I mean, like in the six thousand years that the world has existed, oh, does that really does evolution that really seem likely to have happened? You know, evolution no. claims that an amoeba gave birth to a human being. Okay, <laughs> and that's just preposterous. <laughs> How ridiculous the evolutionists are. An amoeba crawled on to the land and then gave birth to a human being. Well, I mean, even, even uh, maybe, maybe it gave birth to a retarded fish frog, and that retarded <laughs> fish frog gave birth to a monkey, and that stupid, ugly monkey gave birth to your mom, and that's how we came to be. It's possible. <laughs> of course, is that it can't. Plain and simple. Now, some have speculated and they have imagined all kinds of things, and they brought in artists to produce creative renderings based on guesses, and they have been successful in telling a very convincing story that humans evolved from ape-like creatures. Yeah, but, but evolution is art. Art is just a form of communication. Like this is not the art that 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 the the uh, artists come up with is not actually what science believes, and this is not what we base our opinion on. This art is for the layman. The art is for people who don't understand evolution. It's a very simple way to communicate complex ideas to people who couldn't possibly understand them. It's, it's called representation. No, man, I think uh, scientists, they just look at a bunch of pretty pictures and say, that looks pretty truish. Yeah. Let's go with that. Come up with some jargon to fit that picture. I like where that one's going. These people, they're just stories. But what we really observe is humans are humans and apes are apes. Now, if fact Jesus one buried ever... Brilliant. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. You ever seen a person give birth to an ape? That's true. I have not. But we also know that apes and humans have the exact same skeleton that has just developed slightly differently. We know that humans are not only evolved from apes, but we still are apes and people are offended by the concept it's hard to say yeah i'm a fucking ape but that doesn't mean you're a monkey like you're not literally a fucking monkey you are just part of the same uh genetic family as apes Feel, yeah, and and feel we have like my feces at this and we have for some reason. skeletons of other hominoid species too that we can compare to also well exactly you know? and uh, i mean like the 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 species that they consider uh, Bigfoot, right? There, there was uh, the um, ultra apes and, and stuff like that. They have extremely similar uh, bone structures. But we've also looked through the, the, uh, the history, the fossil record, and in a part of Africa where our ancestors came from, where in, in, for all intents and purposes, there should be no fossils because fossils are next to impossible to form in that area. We have still found fossils of our ancestors, Lucy, even though that's one of the most controversial examples, she is not the only example of Australopithecus. Australopithecus eventually turned into uh, uh, Homo erectus. Homo erectus eventually came in, turned into uh, Homo sapien. Homo sapien broke into a bunch of different areas like uh, Neanderthal, uh, Cro-Magnon, and uh, a few others that um, eventually died off. But eventually all of those different groups either amalgamated uh, and or or died off and became what we now call Homo sapiens sapien. This, it's not a mystery. We have the fossil evidence. Go to a fucking museum and look. You cannot uh, deny it. 
Well, okay, you're entitled to that opinion, but let me just present the alternate point of view, to be fair. <laughs> uh, a wizard made us out of dirt. There you go. So. Oh, wait, but did he breathe his spirit into that dirt? Don't be, like... Well, you know, and, I, I wasn't going to get into the specifics of how the wizard did what he did, but yes. And when he says it the, us... It was the breath, you know? When he says us, he means men, too. Yeah, right. You know, speaking of which, not to go off on are just the made from one of our shitty dirt ribs, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's why they're inferior. Not to go into a tangent here, but why would a deity that could speak the entire universe into existence in four days need to build... That, is, why did, that doesn't even make any sense. Why didn't he speak everything into existence yeah it really doesn't like he can just say let there be light and there's light even without a light let, source let there be fucking space and time let there be stars that are bigger than everything we have in our in our source i also thought it was kind of interesting how he spends so much time on the earth when there's all of these other stars and planets out there you know, but it takes him like a few days just to put the finishing touches on our planet. I love Kent Hovind's example for that is that he stretched space out. So space used to all be in one spot and then he stretched it out. And that's why the light gets to us. <laughs> he stretched it out. He stretched it out. So the light is not as old as it looks. It's not billions of years old light, no. Space is just like silly putty in God's hands, you know? It is, yeah. Just stretch. That's why uh, all the galaxies are moving away from each other at the speed uh, faster than the speed of light. Right, you got because, it. Uh, because um, because of that. Except uh, you know Andromeda is going to uh, crash into us in a few billion years, but you know, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm pretty sure I'll still be around. Yeah, one thing about that is that um, our both of our galaxies um, they look like really compact, but uh, it's kind of a uh, an optical. Yeah. There's so much space between all the stars. There's, there's actually a strong likelihood that no stars or planets will actually even collide when our two galaxies merge. I have heard that fact before. It's very interesting. But yeah, I mean, stars are uh, ridiculously far apart for the, for the most part, so it does seem pretty unlikely that, that two of them would crash into each other, although I'm sure that uh, that's probably happened a few times in the history of the universe. Evolutionary thinking deep into the Precambrian soil, this next fact, fact two, tosses so much sediment on it that not even the greatest team of paleontologists with the latest subterranean gizmo could dig up the remains. Check this out. Never, again, never has it been observed that life can come from non-life. So here are two major okay, well, scientific that's, that's, evidences. Uh, that's a biogenesis. It's not even the same thing as evolution. It's, but, it's, I mean, it's, it's not also... It's not observed that each individual stage of that can't happen because we've proven right. that each stage can happen. But because we don't know what the conditions were, and it probably was a series of changing conditions that allowed it to happen, there's no way to recreate it until there's some way we can go back in time and observe what those conditions were. Yeah, but I mean, tons of the, the you know, theoretical principles behind it have been demonstrated. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like, uh, it's not like, you know, it's just guesswork. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, the ideas about how the, I think it was, you know, the amino acids and all that. I'm not going to try to uh, butcher that, but, you know, I, I've so watched. It's, chemi it's chemistry. I've watched stuff about it, and, you know, Right, and, you know, I mean, the, I, there's been, there's tons of fucking scientists working on this all the time. You know, because that's of, of course that's of interest to us, how... 
non-living matter became living matter and you know what the difference between those things even is right all right i think it's about time yeah move move on to something else let's see this guy we've had him on before like we, we've played his videos on the show before well hi everybody Yay. welcome to Afterburner I'm Bill Little I've seen this guy a few weeks ago our executive producer here at PJTV said he thought it might interest people to know what my top five conservative principles were you know we talk he about so many different things here on Afterburner is there a unifying theme any basic principles and if so well what are they so here in ascending order are my top five conservative principles and notice that I didn't say the top five conservative principles. I'm not claiming these same five are true for everyone or that the order is the same. These are just for me. Okay. Which Thank brings you me to number five, individuality. Now this is one of the essential ideals of modern conservatism, the love of and respect for the individual person. Someone yeah, unless they want to like, you know, do drugs or get an abortion or be gay or something. Yeah. You know, then fuck them. But, you know, as long as they want to be like, you know, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants and shit, you know, then then cool. Yeah. As long as you don't want to put your penis in a man, then yes, correct. (laughs) Unique, each and every single one of us, a signature one-off original piece of human art, not only unmatched anywhere in the world, but also anywhere in the world over the entire span of human history. The United States was invented to be a home for the individual. It's hard to imagine after almost 250 years, but before this great experiment in human liberty, people were property. Okay, uh, uh, wait, hold on. There was tons of people who were property in the, the at the formation of, of America. No, so how could, no, TJ, shut up. Every man possibly... was created equal. Read your own goddamn documents for Christ's sake. <laughs> All men are created equal, except non-white men and women. Yeah. And all women. Belonging to dukes and kings and shahs and emperors and all the rest. We're not socialists. We conservatives, we don't believe in the masses or the proletariat versus the bourgeoisie or any of that murderous, divisive enemy of the people drivel. Conservatives despise this progressive idea of dividing this unique home of the individual into warring tribes of (coughs) feminists and Hispanics and blacks and gays. Conservatives believe that as individuals, a black small business owner, a Hispanic small business owner, a female small business owner, and a gay small business owner. No, 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 he's not, he's not describing conservatism. And I realize as, as a Canadian here, I have a handicap in describing your political system here, but this isn't the left right issue. This is the North South issue. He's describing a libertarian. That's a completely different issue altogether. Right. I mean, I would say libertarians are conservatives. You don't have to be, though. Libertarian is just the opposite of authoritarian. Right. You can be a left libertarian, but most libertarians tend to be conservative, at least in America. The, the, The American ideal of libertarianism usually has a very conservative bent. He's, you know, he, it didn't take him long, though, to get into this video, to get into a, a generalization that doesn't apply to all conservatives, though. Yeah, well, I mean, at least he said this is his personal list, I guess. I I'm not giving him that. 
give it to him. Give him, uh, give him that one thing. Give I mean, it to him. As small business owners, <laughs> Look, he, he needs that. They do is Look how little he's got going on to begin with. So when you get right down to it, we think one of the most conservative sentences ever written was, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where no. they will not be judged. No. Oh, my God. No. That he's, was not Martin Luther King. Eat a Fuck. bucket of dicks. I have heard them claim that Martin Luther King was a conservative. I have well, heard conservatives claim that. It might be true, that. but that's not a conservative ideology inherently. I would say it's, I would say it's antithetical to a lot of people who identify as conservative in America anyway. Yeah, it sure, certainly doesn't represent the current um, concept of conservatism. Incredibly conservative idea spoken by Martin Luther King of the individual is a long, long way from the race-baiting, group-think, dependency plantation established and maintained by progressives today. Dependency plantation. Number four, guns. You know, conservatives uh, don't believe that you hold necessarily on. Guns, guns is not a principle. What are your principles? Guns! It's like, that doesn't, do you see how that doesn't follow? That's a total non sequitur. What? My fourth, my fourth principle is cocks. Don't <laughs> yeah. argue. Well, I, I, you know, now that you say that, I actually see how that could be a principle. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll roll with guns, I guess. Cocks. 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 Have to own a and gun, hey, you but can cock a gun. gun ownership is a bedrock. But you probably of shouldn't gun a cock. And here's why. First of all, conservatives respect the rule of law. The Second Amendment doesn't grant us the right to keep and bear arms. If you read it carefully, you'll see that it treats that right as inherent in every human being, and it's a right that pre-exists the Constitution or any government for that matter. It just says that the government does not have the ability to infringe upon that pre-existing right. How, Second, wait, hold, hold, the right what? to keep and bear arms is Wait, hold on. Is, there's a pre-existing right to have guns? Like, it, it's like a, a law of nature that man is entitled to guns? Uh, how? I don't... Yeah, there's, there's only one society on Earth where people have been told that they have a right, a pre-existing right by God to own a, a weapon that can kill other people, and that is the United States. I think there's no likelihood that the United States is the only country that has caught on to this inalienable right to own a weapon of destruction. Well, you know, I, I, the thing about this, too, is, is the Constitution specifically says right to bear arms. Bear arms. Well, yeah, so Ben can, Ben interprets that to mean you're entitled to own the arms of a bear, but I don't want people cutting bears' <laughs> arms off, so I'm not going to go with that yeah. interpretation either. But then again, well, without I, a I gun, think, how I would think they kill a bear? You know? Everybody should be allowed to own a musket. Um, not necessarily a breech-load musket, but everybody in the United States is allowed to own a musket. I've, I've decreed it. I would say we need to go back to killing each other with swords, because, you know, then at least you got to get close. I love swords. Swords is my jam. That's yeah, for you're, sure. you're, you're a knight, so you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Reflection of the value we place on individuals. We don't see crime, especially rape and murder, as statistics to be tweaked with social engineering. We see the destruction of precious, irreplaceable individual lives, and the ability to defend those lives is, in fact, the first 
and greatest right of them all. So when he says that he doesn't think that those statistics are things to be tweaked with social engineering, what he means is that we shouldn't, as a society, do anything that might address the underlying issues that cause those problems to happen. We should just have guns to try to shoot people when they do it. Well, no, because doing that would require change. We'd have to change our paradigm. We'd have to change our understanding. We'd have to change our behavior, and that's not very conservative, TJ. You're right. That is pretty much... Uh, I hope the number one principle here is, like, stubbornness. Because, uh, <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. Never admit you were wrong. Well, maybe he'll maybe he'll give it one of those buzzwords. Like, he'll, he'll put it behind a euphemism like steadfastness or steadfastness. something. Steadfastness. <laughs> You know. And furthermore, as students of history, we conservatives see the greatest threat to individual human beings, when you get right down to it, probably more deadly than all the wars combined and second only to disease as the taker of human life, is the systematic slaughter of hundreds of millions of people by their own governments. You know, the great progressive socialists... Oh talk about ex an extreme ideal. Either there's we all own guns or the government's going to kill everybody. Yeah, no like, in-between. They've done no that in between. so many of the, you know, so many of the, uh, you know, quasi-social democracies of Europe. So many of them have been uh, plagued by, um, you know... Uh, government uh, agents coming to their houses and rounding them up in the streets and gunning them down and stuff. Well, I mean, in all the they don't, they don't have they don't have any guns to defend themselves. So, in all the Commonwealth countries, like owning a gun is not illegal, but there's really really strict rules to owning that gun. Yeah, you and can't just walk around like fucking uh, dirty Harry, like you know, in, like in America. No, but we all are cowering in fear and hiding in bunkers from the government. So, it's kind of a trade-off, I suppose. ...got something right, maybe by accident, but he got this one right. Political power, he says, grows out of the barrel of a gun. That power has killed tens, if not hundreds, of millions under socialism, destroying the individual for the good of the masses and the paradise on Earth that can only be achieved through mass murder. So we agree with Mao. That's why we don't want that power coming from the government. That's why we want the power that comes from the barrel of a gun in the hands of we, the people. Yeah, except I, the, I government, never, I, the government has, like, F-15s and, and drones and, you know, like, sophisticated spy networks and, and all nukes. kinds of shit that you don't have. I'm just hoping I can go my entire life without saying what he just said. I agree with Mao. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, he did. You know what? I'm sure that I'm, <laughs> I'm sure there's some things you agree with Mao on. You know. Yeah, like when to take a shit, maybe. Yeah, um, like Mao is like my my favorite color is red. It's like wow, mine too. Me and Mao yeah. agree. Yeah. But yeah. Number three, equality of opportunity. Huh? Look, the okay. Well, that I agree with. That but, I. But agree let's with. see if you agree with his interpretation, though. Is, you know. that, is, that is one of the biggest arguments between feminism, uh, MRA, and everybody in between is that it, it, should we be aspiring to an equality of opportunity or an equality of outcome? And, you know, there's the... Well, you the, can't produce equality of outcome. I mean, you know. No, obviously that's impossible. That's a pipe dream. And trying to pursue that is just going to end up with a lot of damage in the end. Uh, actually, so, yeah. There is, there is one way to achieve it, actually. If you just nuke the entire world and kill everyone, then this, the outcome is the same for everybody. So that way we could all be equal.
I can't argue with that logic, no. Yeah, we're all, we're all equal in death, so... Therefore, feminism advocates for the destruction of the human race. Political philosophy is really pretty simple. Take people's power and their money and use the poor as the moral fig leaf to cover the fact that progressive leaders can expropriate the wealth, the big jets, the limousines, vacations in the south of France, and endless golf junkets that they could never earn on their own. In order to pull off this larceny, they claim to be fair and to want to eliminate inequality. Well, there are two different kinds of human equality, equality of opportunity and equality of result. We conservatives believe in the first kind, equality of opportunity, because people are different. They're born different, and there's nothing anyone can do about that. Now, progressives will point to someone and say, he's so much richer than this other man. That's not fair. But you never hear him say, that man is so much taller than that other man. That's not fair. Or this woman is so much more beautiful. Yeah, we than... get it. We agree. Let's continue on to the next point here. This yeah. other woman. And that's not fair. Or this guy is so much faster than this guy. Or stronger. Or Choose. Line them up. They all start from the same starting line. Conservatives believe in... That means that while people are unequal in terms of starting on the same line... Jesus, he's still rambling. It's several different people to cross yeah, the finish line. Have to oh, my God. They put an amount of wealth, there a big we pot of money. Well, not money, really, because you can print that, but wealth. Is there a limited pot of wealth in the world, or can you make more? Because if wealth is limited, then progressives are correct. The rich businessman with his $20 million corporate jet is a villain since the money for that jet had to come from some limited supply and it could have gone to some mother's health care or, or student loans or whatever. Well, financial wealth, financial wealth is connected with world resource. And uh, you can't have all the resources in the West and expect everybody in the East to be able to have a full stomach every time they go to sleep. Um, wealth isn't just money. It is... It is resources. So yes, if there's a rich billionaire who sits, sleeps on a pile of money every night, who has more food than he could ever possibly eat, and then you've got people on the other side of the world that are starving to death, then yes, there are people with nothing because you have everything that you can't argue that point. Now, you can talk about whether that's morally right or wrong. That's a different discussion. But that doesn't mean that wealth is unlimited. That doesn't mean you can sell some five-step program to a fucking kid in Africa and expect him to become a billionaire in five years. It's not going to happen. Yeah, well, maybe it will. Fair share. Now, if, on the other hand, wealth can be created out of thin air by imagination, ambition, risk-taking, and more than anything, raw, hard work in pursuit of a dream, well, then that same businessman is not a villain at all. He's a hero. That $20 million... Okay, but hold on. You have, to, to say all that, you have to literally just ignore the fact that income inequality has gotten progressively worse yeah, the what's last the few gap? decades. Like, what's why? the gap between the rich and the poor right now in the United States? I think it's well over 50% now. I think that oh, there's... Oh, no, it's, it's an insane amount. It's an it's insane like a, amount. It's closer to the 90 or 95% now in the States, isn't it? The haves versus the have-nots? I think they say that something... Uh, there's some outrageous figure, like, I think the top 1% uh, 
control, you know, I don't know, 60, 70% of the wealth or something like that. Wow. Some ridiculous okay. number. That's I don't so know. I, I would encourage people to go look up the statistic because I'm just, I'm just going from memory here. But it is an outrageously high figure like that. Yeah, I know that it's well over 50. I don't know what the number is, but I know it's well over 50% of the wealth is controlled by the top 1%. And I'm not just saying in the States. That's in the entire world. Right. You know, and... and, and, and not only that, but the incomes of the, the wealthy have been rising and the incomes of the people who are supposedly the middle class are pretty much stagnant. Right. Well, the, I mean, you could argue that the uh, upper class is trying to abolish the middle class altogether. I mean, I don't even understand how you can consider that a middle class anyway. I mean, you know, to me, when poor people are people who have, I don't know, what, less than $20,000 annually or something... I don't know what the actual poverty benchmark is, but, uh, you know, I, I think you're uh, considered middle class up to, like, 250000 or something like that, or 500000 Well, that's but, really but then, high. In, in Canada, that's the Sunshine Club. Uh, I don't consider I mean, you that may, middle you, class. Well, that's, like, upper middle class. But, uh, you know, then, then the rich people, some of the rich people have, you know, literally billions upon billions of dollars. You know, so th to me, when the low end is 20,000 and the high end is, you know, 60 billion, someone who has, you know, $60,000 a year is not in the middle by any stretch of the imagination. They're way more towards the, the, the people that you say are poor. Represents a small fraction of the total wealth that he's generated, which was paid out to other people in salaries and taxes to, like I said, thousands or hundreds of thousands of people who wouldn't have gotten it otherwise. So which is it? Can wealth be created out of thin air? Yes or no? Well, here's the town I live in, Los Angeles, California, in the 1800s. Another thing about this is that, you and know, so many of these, these people who are, are extraordinarily wealthy now... They're not the great entrepreneurs of the past who came up with a good or service that there was a public demand for. No, now, of it's course, pretty that, rare. It's, it still happens. That still happens. Yes, of course, it still happens. But, but it's pretty how rare. Many of the, yeah, how many of these people are guys that are just, you know, playing the markets and, uh, you know, manipulating uh, derivatives and shit like that in order to game the system and, you know, basically just have a perpetual money-making machine. Well, the, the, the point is, though, that like you, this, this wealth wasn't created out of nowhere. Uh, it didn't, wasn't created out of thin air. And the people who became wealthy are holding on to that wealth. It's still there. So their offspring, you know, their, their kin, they end up with it. Most of the rich people today are people that inherited their wealth from their rich parents who inherited the wealth from their rich parents. The money doesn't just appear out of fucking nowhere. This money has been sitting in their bank accounts, in their trusts, in uh, their investments for hundreds of years now or dozens of years now. The crazy um, thing is, too, you know, we're, we're a consumer-based culture, but we, we gut the income of the consumer class. So I, it seems, like, t obvious to me that we're, we're moving away from being a consumer culture or we're going to become just a debt culture where, where people, uh, you know, basically don't have enough money to buy anything, but they can, you know, have infinite amounts of debt that they just have to pay interest on for the rest of their well, lives. I don't, th I don't think that consumption is going to go away. What I think is, is would happen, though, is... Uh, the middle class will probably die off before consumption does. So you're going to get end up with people who 
um, are in affordable well, I housing. I wouldn't say consumption would die out. I just think maybe like you know the the idea of a of a society built on consumerism where everything is about selling the the new TV or the new iPhone or whatever else because. You know, it seems like the role of that has been greatly diminished in creating and sustaining the these the fortunes of the the super rich. But I think the whatever happens, though, the WalMarts are still going to exist. People are going to still need to go out and <laughs> sure. buy shitty stuff that's going to break in three years, and so they have to go out and buy the next shitty thing that exists, whatever happens to be on the shelf at the time. Yeah, I figure that WalMarts will just eventually like they'll just let their employees like live there in like Walmart. You know, housing like that yeah. exists in like the basement of the Walmart. You know, I mean that's that's kind of what it's like in China in the factories of the people who make the products for Walmart. They live in dorms and shit. Yeah, that's what, well, that's yeah, what Walmart, like Walmart needs to start doing that here. They practically do that anyway. They encourage their employees to be on uh, government assistance, even though they have Re jobs. Remember when they were encouraging their customers to buy things to give to their employees for the holidays? Yeah, because it's not like Walmart turns a massive profit or anything. <laughs> well, I mean, um, Walmart, Walmart. Um, I can't remember where. Uh, don't quote me on this, but there, there was a, at least one, one store of Walmart where the uh, government assistance, they had a government assistance booth in Walmart um, so that people that weren't being given enough hours in a week to sustain their lifestyle uh, could, could right at the end of the shift go to the government assistance booth and pick up their, their government check. How convenient. I've been to Walmarts that have McDonald's in them. Oh yeah, so, no, you know, yeah. You, you you can buy some McDonald's and eat it after you, you know, after you cash your government check. Right, perfect. <laughs> perfect. I hope they take food stamps. Well, they also had um I do remember one uh specific example of a Walmart that had a food bank like uh a non-perishable food drop-off for employees. Yeah, we were talking about that. Store. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous, right? Like, they, they acknowledge that there's a problem, that there's employees that they have under their care that can't afford to uh, have Christmas dinner. But instead of giving them the bonus that they could more than easily afford, they say, well, you know, why don't we have the managers that we do pay well enough give them food? And uh, here's then, another idea. Since you're a store that sells food, why don't you just give them the fucking food yourself? Yeah, take a loss. If, if, even if you don't want to pay them, just give them the food. I mean, it's there. You're, you're Walmart. That's an excellent point. <laughs> yeah, and they paid pennies on the dollar for all that stuff anyway. Yes. All right, so it looks like his number one conservative principle... Is freedom and responsibility. Freedom and responsibility. Liberals hate that shit. I don't get well, the whole freedom thing because they only they only stand for certain freedoms, not all the freedoms. Right? No, people are being. Who, who the fuck does stand for all freedom really, except for like the most hardcore anarchist? No, True. I mean that's that's one of the more common arguments you hear from conservatives, uh, especially during the gay marriage debate, is when you said that we should allow gay people to get married. They said while they're infringing on our freedom. Now, which freedoms that was, I'm not sure. Religious but, freedom. It, yeah, the freedom such, to hate faggots. It's such an amorphous concept, uh, freedom in the United States. It's it's difficult to pin it down. It's just a buzzword. I mean, it, it's just 
It's just a nice sounding word that you can rattle off at people and it pulls yeah. a heartstring or two. Like, and, oh, and they always invoke, you know, 230 years ago, you know, the revolution and everything. Yeah, this goes against the reason we fought the English in 1776. Yeah, like we have to be beholden to that yeah. until the end of time. Yep. But freedom without responsibility. And usually their interpretation is jacked up, too. They're different sides of the same coin. Now, since we believe in individuals, we believe that they should be allowed to pursue their own personal happiness right up until the point where their pursuit infringes on someone else's pursuit. Hmm. If you have the freedom to defend yourself with a firearm, you also have the responsibility to use and keep it safely, and you also bear the responsibility for crimes committed because of that firearm. If you're given the freedom of equality of opportunity, the ability to run as fast or as slow as you want without somebody holding you down and trying to hobble you, then you have a responsibility to play by the rules and accept the personal consequences for your behavior and your failures along that race. So if are you, you saying freedom, then that the liberals that believe you have the right to bear firearms don't believe you have the responsibility to take care of it? Because this just sounds like common human decency. It doesn't sound like a conservative ideal. Right. Well, my question would be, uh, you know, if, if, if that's how you feel, if you feel that people have the freedom to own a gun, but they have to be responsible with it, then why are you so against gun control measures that legislate that they have to be responsible? You know, because most liberals are not, in, in America, are not looking to ban guns. They just seek gun control. You right. Know, uh, I mean, and gun control is what we have in Canada. Like, it's legal to own a gun, but you have to prove that you know what a gun is. You have to prove that you know how to use it. And then depending on the type of gun, you have to go through different stages, different lines of red tape to acquire a license to own that, that gun. It doesn't mean you can't own a gun. It just means you have to know what the fuck a gun is. You can't just walk into a store wait for your your three-day waiting period then walk out with a fucking glock well, here in america you know here in america you have to prove stuff too you have to prove that you have a pulse yeah oh okay and, and uh, is there some no, sort of yeah. mental health is there some sort of mental health evaluation in canada uh yes um i don't think that they give you like a direct um mental uh, evaluation but what they what they do do is they Call friends, family, and any other kind of associate that they can find of yours and ask if you are uh, crazy in any kind of way. So they ask these very specific questions like um, a neighbor of mine was trying to buy a shotgun and um, somehow they, they found out that I'm associated with this guy somehow. They called me and just asked me a series of questions. To see. Wow. And it was pretty easy to tell from each of these questions that they wanted to know if this guy was mentally in, unstable. Um, so they do do that in Canada, yes. Wow. Uh, you, like, I could go to a store tomorrow and have a shotgun in, like, 15 minutes, and they wouldn't tell anybody else that I got it. <laughs> Merca. Yeah. Right. Here's a Here's a Josh Fairstein video. Yay! Oh. It's actually him in front of people. Oh, that guy in the cowboy hat was going to give him a reach around for a second. Oh, I love this. He's doing his shtick. Yep. Oh, God. 
Believe in the story of the children of Israel. They are the children of God. I love how even even this is shot in fucking portrait mode. Yeah, well, <laughs> my, my theory is that all of his um, all of his videos like this, he does them in portrait mode to be hip with the kids because this is how the kids film themselves. So I think he wants to be like relevant. He wants to seem like he's not in his. He wants to be hip. He wants to be with it, and this is the only thing. <laughs> Other that, and and that's why he wears his backwards ball caps too. Like no adult should wear a cap like that, unless you're fucking Fred Durst. Get away from that ball cap. Yeah, I was gonna say that's like that was fashionable in 1999. So if he's trying to be hip by doing that, I I don't know. He's the kind only of behind. Still does yeah, it is because ben, that's I, how people... I have it on good authority. It's hip to be square. So oh, yeah. it is. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> So this is exactly why he is popular. He is popular because he has really good energy and he does a really good impression of all of the most popular preachers that have ever happened. He's passionate, but it doesn't really matter that he's accurate. He's just really passionate. He's he's like doing an impression. I don't he, there's no there's no real love behind his craft. He's doing it because <laughs> he knows that it gets him in t attention. That's why he does this. That they, they say that God is in the eye oh, of the beer yeah. For those of you that have lived in the world, do you remember what it was like to belly up to the bar and order yourself a, a Michelob and you begin to drink? And you look a Michelob. A, bit... a Michelob. A Michelob. <laughs> so did Michelob pay him for that sponsorship? I or... know. I mean. <laughs> That's my new quote of the day. All right. Pastors should be like NASCAR drivers and have like advertisement jumpsuits with advertisements all over them. I can see Josh jumping on that. Yeah. Down the bar and there is Beyonce. <laughs> and the more you drink, the finer she gets. Wait a minute. What? Isn't like Beyonce's considered attractive already? So, why so you need you, to drink more. Why and should get even hotter? I, okay, I guess. <laughs> I forgot to tell you that he is not into black chicks. Uh, yeah, oh. I, I was thinking that too, but I wasn't even going to go there. And one thing leads to another. You fall into fornication, but when you wake up in the morning, it's not Beyonce; it's RuPaul. Well, why'd you say it was Beyonce then? Because. You said it was Beyonce to start with, so it's kind of confusing there. I don't think I would ever be so drunk that I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Also, RuPaul, <laughs> isn't that, that's kind of like a 90s reference, too. Yeah. RuPaul is... Uh, Josh Fierstein is... is he's, he's in the 90s. Yeah. He's a very 90s guy. Sin will almost promise you one thing, but it can never deliver it. Somebody say amen. And so I find the story of the children of Israel... They have fallen away from God and went back to their idolatrous ways. And somewhere along the way, that now God looks at them and says, I cannot allow my blessing. 
blessing upon them as they're living in this lifestyle. For the wages of sin is death. And so it is that now there is a drought that comes across the land. Now the water is gone and the crops have dried up. Now it Oh my God. I love the extra syllables ah! adds to the end of all the words, you know? Yeah. The lands of a dried up. It's it's James Hetfield. You think he sounds like James Hetfield? Yeah, the bah. Bah. Yeah. Where's your crown king? Nothing. Um. Alright, let's see here. Yeah. All right, uh, we're, we're going to play a video for you here, uh, and we'll see if this makes any sense to you. Okay, let me know. Let me know if if you can understand what this guy's talking about. Hello there. This video is about how to bring consistency to currency. All right, let's take a historical <laughs> look first. Um, okay. When I was growing up, I think gas was like uh, thirty-six cents a gallon. All right, house was maybe 26,000 or 20,000. You know, today, gas, four bucks. You know, house is 150,000. Well, this, you know, in relative terms, um, you know, the, um, it mirrors, there's a lot of recorded history side effects. And once you, <laughs> you know, you're able to separate earth and man objects based on inheritance, you'll get your native <laughs> perspective back, and then you'll see start seeing the side effects. I mean, if, if you look at the rise in the cost of currency, and the you know the the value you know currency is see, it's uh, not consistent. This at is all. why I wanted this guy to debate Ken Owens. <laughs> you know, because he would abide by the rules. Yeah, he would. Is, I just, is he that, wearing a shirt or does he have a tie over his bare chest? He has a tie, tie over, over his, his bare, bare chest. chest. He's okay. usually. Yeah, he's usually pretty much naked in these videos. It's weird to see him wearing. I mean, you you never see him from the waist down, but it, it's pretty well known that he's pretty much naked in his videos, right. if not completely. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps getting bigger and bigger, bigger. It's almost like war, and you know the much as you know the the recorded history side effect of you know brainwashing our children to live for the dead. You know, has gotten every generation has gotten more dangerous and dangerous and dangerous. You know, we become. <laughs> Word slaved of history, and now it's finally time that we're breaking free. Okay, I and love so this guy. you know, <laughs> we 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 had him on here one time, and we asked him if he ever took LSD, and he was like, I, "Yep." <laughs> I would love to smoke a doob, and uh, he would have he would have to stay sober, but I would love to be high. Hank, no, really. <laughs> that's, that's I don't know if sobriety is a mindset that exists for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is, is that you know we can't breach our integrity for money anymore is that what you know in fact that you use money and you spend money that it actually enhances your integrity it grows you you know and so it's you know at first we're uh, taught to breach our integrity the first main recorded history side effect if you haven't seen any videos before this is that <laughs> as children were just you know, in case you're not you know just in case you're new and you're not following yeah you know? He's going to help you out a He's going to make it simple for you here. He's for the dead, down. which we would have never known about without recorded history, instead of our own children. 
Okay, and so we're made to live. Every cell is here to reproduce and grow bigger and better children. <laughs> but, 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 but recorded history has us under wraps right now and that we're just breaking free. And so that's the primary recorded history side effect. When you know an emotional grunt and you get your object logic back and you're not running on word logic, you see these things. <laughs> right? And yeah, so you basically do. shed logic and you will see these things. Got it. Yeah, and and there's a difference between a man time object and an earth time object. And there's also another kind of time too, but I don't remember what it was. G time. G time, right? G yeah, yeah. This is G time Johnny. Yeah, that's his name. G time. <laughs> earth time, man time, and G time. You need to understand all the different times. You know, there's not. You can't just understand one time. And if you believe in recorded history, then you're a word slave. Fucking stupid recorded yeah. history. So, you know, first we're, you know, we're able, we, were, we breach our integrity for, you know, living for the dead, which is done with language. But then as you climb out, the next thing you see we breach our integrity for is money, is currency. Okay? And so when I was talking about bringing it, you know, and using it to enhance yourself, to make your life a test of purity by the money you spend, that means that, you know, you no longer have to let food, safety, and shelter that be affected by money. And we have to remove that pressure, you know. That's why that, you know, dolphins are the clowns of the sea because they're good oh, yeah. again. What? Yeah, okay. That's why dolphins are the clowns of the sea, you know. It has nothing to do with money. It's that they have no natural predators to worry about. Um, dolphins don't have money. They're happy. Come on. They're the clowns of the sea. The clowns of the sea. I want him to spend one week living as a dolphin to prove his point. How do you know he's not a dolphin now? Yeah. Maybe he came to us from the dolphins to share dolphin wisdom. Food, safety, and shelter. And that raven right there is a clown of the sky because... <laughs> They're good at getting food, safety, and shelter. I'm sorry, he's my friend. You're going to have to put up with his noise. Now, you know, they're the clouds of the sky because they're good at food, safety, and shelter. Well, there's no way in heck, you know, that we should be breaching our... He's, we, we've called him Happy Charles Manson before because he reminds us of, uh, us of, like, a happy Charles Manson. Well, well Charles, Charles Manson Charles was Manson's happy, happy sometimes. Yeah, Yeah. Charles but, Manson was a happy guy. How about less murderous Charles? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's like a... I, I always call him... I always call him Charles Manson's good twin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Integrity for money. Okay? And so how come we do that? Well, and how is this, you know, just like the danger of humanity. I can't stop. I, you just got to deal with it. All right. <laughs> okay. We're fine. You know, the, the bird. We are, we are dealing with it just fine. How about <laughs> the guy on fucking camera? Is he staying focused on his point? Whatever. I'm still waiting for the point, by the way. What's the point here? Uh, we, we've had him on here and tried to understand what the fuck he talks about at all, and, uh... It, we, we failed. We failed. Other people have messaged me, they're probably trolling me, saying, oh, you guys just don't get it. Yeah, maybe we're just, we just don't, you know? Maybe it just ain't for us. We're just, we're not ready for that sort of enlightenment, I guess. He makes good songs, though. We have a few videos of him singing, and that's... That's really uh, how, how we discovered him. I'm G-Time Johnny. Yeah. <laughs>
All right. Uh, here's a Pat Robertson clip. One more question. Mike says, I keep hearing about a bunch of stuff that's supposed to happen on September 23rd. How much of this should I believe, and where do you think we are in regards to prophecy? you got 30 well, I, seconds. I, I think, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, well, the clock is down to... Um, 1159. I, I think that things are getting ready to wrap up. We've got um, Jonathan Kahn who talks about Shemitah. He's coming in another uh, few days and maybe he can okay. clarify some of the things. Oh my God. I love that for 2,000 years Christians have been saying, like, yeah, he's coming. It, it's soon. Pat Robertson. It's not just, real soon now. It's not Pat just soon, it's this generation. Every generation says it's this generation. Pat Robertson looks so fucking old, looks like he's been saying it for 2,000 years. Look at him. Yeah, he's been waiting the whole time. <laughs> he says, Jesus promised me personally he was coming yeah. back before I die. He told it to my face. Oh. I believe the motherfucker. He wouldn't lie to me. He's been writing. But uh, I, I do think the earth is, is hurtling toward some final conclusion. We all feel that. We all feel that. All of us. Every last stinking one of us. The, the final joke would be if the earth did explode before he died. I mean, I would probably laugh at that. Yeah, that would be pretty funny. But I don't think God would have anything to do with it. I have, no. a I have a clip recorded um, out of Philadelphia where... A police officer uh, tells a guy that if he donates money to his fundraiser, he won't, like, uh, impound his car. Neat. Yeah. You, uh, you and your friend got any money by these thorough show tickets? Support your police department? Ten bucks each, man. Either you buy these or I take your car because it's unregistered. Ten yeah, bucks each, man. Support your police department, man. You got any kids? I uh, do not. Do you have any kids? You got any sweetheart? Yeah. Uh, take I'd rather take my girl than this guy. <laughs> so it looks like you want to look like two fruitcakes. You know, yeah, right. yeah. All right, well, listen, my man. You look like two fruitcakes. said you don't look like two uh -oh. fruitcakes. Yeah. He was complimenting them. I saw a different one earlier from, from this same encounter where I guess the guy had something pink, like some sort of breast cancer pink thing on his car and the guy's like, you look like a bunch of queers. Yeah, I think I saw that. Yep. No, I, I mean, this this does seem like a pretty good example of corrupt policemanship, but really like he's giving him a free pass on driving an unregistered car. Right, uh, I was thinking that too. I'm like, man, I, uh, this is one instance like, where the corruption will kind of is kind of to your advantage like, Yeah, you know. I'd, I'd pay true. 20 bucks to keep my car from getting impounded because it would cost more than 20 to get it out of the <laughs> impound lot. It's just weird that that cops are like told to sell these tickets to these fundraiser events. Uh, and and is this how I mean, is this how they normally get people to buy them? Well, you know, <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta Everyone do. Everyone was like extorted into buying them. That's why no one actually goes to the event. <laughs> hey, give me money, guys. Right. Hey there. No, 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 no. You already paid. You got these tickets, man. Go support yeah. your police department. Okay. Support cops like me that instead of taking your shit, you two walking. Mm -hmm. I've just buy these tickets. All right. That's it. Cool. All right. You got thirty bucks. Ten bucks a piece. Thirty bucks. I get two. I don't want to take this guy. Well, let him buy it too, or else I'll take. I'm gonna do it this five bucks. Now he's up. In, now he's increasing the amount of money. Okay, now we're starting to get into corrupt mode. He already promised two tickets, twenty bucks. Now he's like, oh no, I want a third ticket here.
You said it already. Give he me likes a to renegotiate bucks. as he goes, you know? Yeah. Now we're now we're starting into strong arm <laughs> tactics here. And what's up with the uh, <laughs> wipers? Breast cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Breast cancer, I can understand. <laughs> oh no. He's gonna keep finding problems with the car and be like, that's another ticket, man. Buy another ticket. Can't you support breast cancer in another way? You're like a fruitcake. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're a fruitcake. It's not enough that he, he corruptedly made the guy buy three tickets. Now he's calling him a gay. You're yeah. so gay with your wipers. Yeah. <laughs> fucking <laughs> breast cancer awareness. You look like a fucking fruitcake, eh? Oh, Man, why don't you show me what a fruitcake you are? Why don't, why don't you suck your friend's dick while I watch, eh? <laughs> Yeah, do it, you naughty little fruitcake, you. Yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. Do it. That's what I heard. Now a controversial story out of southeast Kansas. A picture of Jesus has been removed from a middle school where it had hung for decades. The picture looked just like this one seen here. The superintendent of the Royster Middle School says the district's lawyer advised the school that they could not legally display the picture. The issues arose after the district received a complaint from the Freedom From Religion Foundation. The national organization is dedicated to the principle of separation of church and state. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... We're lagging like crazy right now because of the fucking yeah yeah yeah. You know, nothing we can do with that. Yep. Um, the Jesus. I mean, the Jesus picture. So what? I mean, I don't. I don't know. I mean, what? What's the big deal about it? I mean, if they if if there's Christian students and they want to worship Jesus, I mean, I'm sure they're free to you know. They can form a little Bible club after school. There's nothing against that, in, you know, constitutionally. They can fucking do that at home. They can do that at church. They can do that anywhere they want. It just doesn't belong uh, hanging in a public fucking school building because I'm sure people wouldn't want a picture of fucking, uh, you know, Muhammad hanging up there. Well, even a Muslim wouldn't because, of course, there are rules about that. But you know what I'm saying. So uh, it's, it sounds like what she's trying to imply, though, is that there's outrage that it was taken down even though it's not legally allowed up there and it is like it's convenient that the law shouldn't apply to this this particular instance yeah well what she said was oh it's been up for decades like what does that mean so what like she, uh, who, it who sounds like shit? it sounds like she's saying that it should grandfather it in even though it's been up but the law existed decades ago did it not yeah, it's like, oh, well, they haven't been in compliance with the law for this long, so why start now? Come on. The picture isn't hurting anybody. It's fine. All right, I'm going to move on to the next video here. I would say they can keep it up, but they have to put an asterisk on it that says, you know, warning, this historical figure might not have existed, and there's no evidence that he was the son of God. Next... <laughs> Or they'd mix them in with the student art that they display in the front hallway or something like that. That'd be fine, too, I think. Yeah, or draw, like, an eye patch on them and say it's a pirate, you know. <laughs> There's lots of stuff you could do. It's already historically inaccurate. Why not add an eye patch? How do you know Jesus didn't wear an eye patch? Come on. I know Jesus wasn't white. How do you know? Maybe he, uh, maybe he, he was, uh... Like a little white baby that, you know, was uh, lost at sea or something. He, what? he washed up there, you know? I don't know. 
stuff could have happened. Next video we have here is from that guy that uh, believes that all the mass shootings are just conspiracies. Yeah. To make guns. All of them. All of them. All yes. Every single one. Yep. Yep. They just want to take guns away. Nothing bad ever really happens. It's all the government staging shit. He offered $25,000 for proof that Sandy Hook was not staged as a conspiracy. So... I just returned from the subway in my hometown. Uh, it doesn't matter which subway it was, but I was in there buying a sandwich in an external holster, what a Glock 27, pistol in 40 caliber. Uh-huh. And I ordered my sandwich, and as I was walking through the line, there was a gentleman standing to my left, and I could see him looking at me like this. Probably because you're so fat. Yeah, what his problem was, but I ignored him. I picked my. Maybe he recognized you as the asshole that demands glass, proof of dead children, even though there so was already proof yeah. there. Yeah, no, no, that couldn't be it. But you have to put your twenty-five grand on the line too. Yeah, and you he know. decides who wins. <laughs> yeah. Put your twenty five thousand up against my twenty five thousand, and then if I accept your proof, you you get my money. Well, that's that sounds like an awesome deal. He says, "Are you a cop?" Actually, what he said actually what he said was, "Are you a police officer?" I said, "No, sir. I'm not a police officer." I said, "Some people mistake me for that because I'm clean shaven and I normally keep my hair short." No, he says, I don't mean that. I mean a pistol. He says, "You're carrying a gun." Wait a minute. So, if you're a man that's clean-shaven with short hair, people just mistake you for a police officer all the time? Okay. <laughs> sure. We'll go with that. Not the gun on his belt. Yeah, it had nothing to do with I that. I like how the guy that... Uh, he he portrays the guy that asked him these questions, like, Huh? You Are you a police officer? Yeah! <laughs> it's like, what? He's like, No, sir. I am not. I am calm and rational. Yeah. Why are you so hostile and angry? So basically what his point is, is that he shouldn't have to deal with criticism for open carry is, I mean, right. like even in a place where open carry is legal, like it's, it's legal to carry a sword around where you go, but I'm pretty sure that you should expect the exact same kind of looks if you walk around downtown or go into a subway restaurant with yeah. a fucking sword on your <laughs> it's belt. subway. What if Jared came in there and tried to molest some children? Yeah, I mean, it'd be legal for me to wear, like, a, a fucking a leotard with leopard prints on it, but I think people might stare. I don't think I'm entitled for people not to be like, what the fuck? Then you'd be like, uh, no, sir, I'm not a gay. I often get comp uh, confused for one because of all the body <laughs> hair. But Yes. Uh. <laughs> I said, oh, yes, sir. Said, that's, that's correct. I said, this is Kentucky. Are you familiar with the open carry laws in this state? And he says, yeah, I am. I just think it's ridiculous. <laughs> well... I wasn't going to get into an argument with him because there's no point. You're, you'd be arguing with a liberal. <laughs> but anyway. Um, <laughs> How do you know? Said, okay, sir, Wait a minute. Hold on. Are you saying it's impossible for someone who's conservative to be against open carry? Because it's not. But okay. It's Have a, a nice day. Story. And uh, went over to the table and, and uh, began to eat my sandwich and drink my soda. Hey, come on, be honest. Sandwiches. <laughs> Let's not lie. Come on. You just bought like so twelve cookies. 
and sat down. Later, he goes storming past me and blasting out the front door, and I said, have a good day, sir. Of course, he scowled at me and kept on walking. And as I was sitting there eating my sandwich, I looked in the parking lot, and parked right there in front of me was this bright lime green hybrid vehicle. I don't know if it was a Honda or a Toyota. It was one of those. But it was this disgusting. Yeah, we all know pieces of shit drive hybrid vehicles. Uh, anyone, Pretentious motherfuckers. Anyone who drives a hybrid should just be shot. Yeah, who let all these liberals into Kentucky? Yeah, little, Kentucky's you know, turning into a liberal paradise. <laughs> and I said, I'll bet you that's that guy's car. And he walked out and he walked around behind the vehicle and he started walking down. And sure enough, he made a hard right turn and climbed into that little Honda hybrid vehicle <laughs> and backed out. What is the went... title of this video? The day I met a liberal. <laughs> it, it says it's the, the title is a liberal in all caps. And it says uh, unloads on me, which sounds kind of perverted if you ask me. Yeah. Also, how did he how did he unload on him? He's just like, oh, I think that's ridiculous. He didn't even say that much. Oh my god, yes, there are people with different mindsets than you. Do not make fun of them. It's One like day he was you might raided in a subway. I know. <laughs> the day I met a liberal. The wrong direction out of the parking lot. The arrow was pointing in, but he went out. Because after all, he's a liberal. The rules don't apply to him. <laughs> he's, a he's an elite. Jesus Christ. He has an education. Of course. In fourth, fourth century Egyptian poetry, so therefore he's an educated individual. Hmm. He doesn't know anything about. He, he doesn't know anything ah. about this person. This person said like one sentence to them according to his story. That's unloading yeah. on him. He was unloaded on. I bet this guy doesn't even have a fucking collection of porcelain dolls for his office. <laughs> what kind of weirdo are we dealing with here? <laughs> Well, I feel sorry for that old man because he was free to exercise his First Amendment right to, to express his displeasure at me carrying a self-defense firearm openly on my left hip. But apparently I wasn't free to exercise my Second Amendment right no, to carry. No, you, you were. A, a you actually were, well, and you never did. Said you were, no, he never said you weren't, you weren't correct. What he said... What he was implying is that it's fucking weird to walk into a family restaurant with a gun. That's, it, I mean, just because you have the right to do something doesn't mean you should do something. Yeah, this I is, mean, it's it's a fucking Kentucky subway, not the OK Corral. I mean, it's, exactly. it's just, what, what, are, what are you, who's going to come in there? You know, He's, like, he was worried fucking the Wyatt Earp is going to bust in and, and yeah. fucking start blowing fucking, I mean, what, what what's going to happen? Exactly. So, I mean, this is an example of somebody exercising his rights specifically to it's incite about the only thing some he exercises, sort of by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doing it intentionally to get this kind of reaction. I bet he's been going to this subway every day for a month waiting for somebody to chew him out about it. This is like those... You remember that guy that went to the Chuck E. Cheese with a gun? Yeah. Knowing that it was against their policy just so he could make a video bitching about it? Yep. 
and he even dragged his kids down there and yeah, like, let and them he had get the, disappointed. He had the so manager. He like, yeah, like, look. You know, he's like wasting the time of the management there. Like, I just want to lodge a complaint that now Chuck E. Cheese is unsafe. They Did he have to wait guns. in line behind somebody that didn't want to wear a shirt, though? I bet, like, how, how long was that lineup? Like, I didn't want to wear pants. It's not legally required to wear pants why should i wear pants and a Chuck E. cheese and the guy's sitting there with his gun like fuck i got i don't have all afternoon for this come on you mean to tell me Chuck E. cheese has a, a policy against jerking off in the ball pit what the fuck <laughs> this is ridiculous let's hear some more from him all right Arm in a holster openly on my left hip. That's how liberals are. Yep, that's how they are. The rules are different for you conservatives and you gun owners and yeah. you Bible thumpers. And, okay, and, we're talking and, and about we're the law ones. versus some arbitrary arrow painted on the ground to show which door you should use to get in and out of the restaurant. <laughs> this is like this is completely a different issue altogether. The guy, the guy wasn't wasn't breaking any laws by exiting <laughs> through the entrance. This is not the same issue at all. He might as well have just slit somebody's throat for all <laughs> the fucking care he gives to the rules of society, you know? Does it determine what is the law and what isn't, and you don't have anything to say about it? Oh, the guy was a complete moron. But what can I say? I didn't get into it. Yeah, he's a complete moron because he said one thing to you. Even here in Kentucky, we have liberals. Oh, my God. Sad. What a sad day for Kentucky. The only thing thing he lied about is that he was in a a Kentucky Fried Chicken this whole time. (laughs) And it wasn't a sandwich. It was a bucket of chicken. The saddest thing in Kentucky is that it's Kentucky. That's a a sandwich. Yeah, I mean, if there's liberals in Kentucky now, does that mean Kentucky might eventually be dragged into, like, the, the, you know, 1960s? (laughs) Because, you know, right now, I think they're in about 19, I don't know, 25 or so. I think it's about time to wrap it up here. Are you, are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Yep. Really? Okay, yeah. we're wrapping it up. Thank you to uh, the skeptical armor guy for being here. <laughs> I'm just fucking with the armored there's, skeptic. Is there's here. a link in the description to the video to I his hope. channel if, in case you haven't yeah, in checked ca- it yeah, out. In case, whatever. And, uh, you know, and uh, I hope that he lived up to everyone's expectations as our uh, second most requested guest. <laughs> Not the most requested guest, the second most requested guest after Sargon of Akid. So, all right. Thank you for being on, Armor Skeptic. Yeah, thank you for having me on. It's uh, been an honor talking to you, TJ and Ben. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we uh, adjourn? Uh, Yes, Uh, eat a dick. Woo! Well, thank you. Thanks for your permission. (laughs) Sounds delicious. Yeah, uh, you're welcome back anytime. Just let us know. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. Uh, we're Give this video thumbs up. Yep. Thumbs up. Thumbs up the video. Check out the shirts. And uh, be sure to check out uh, our revamped and updated Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash DP. 
Good night. Brand new one dollar perk. So anyone who just and wants to give a, give a dollar a month, you know that's twelve dollars a year to the Drunken Peasants podcast, and you get early access to all the Rage Feed content. And and actually, by the way, since we had so many tech issues, um, just in case, we may end up having to re-upload the episode. Yeah, so, if that happens, come back and and give it another thumbs up and be patient. Yeah, and don't don't don't. I mean, it's it's pointless to even say this because it's going to happen anyway. But please <laughs> don't send us a thousand messages telling us the show's not up yet. We know. <laughs> yeah, if it's not up, uh, trust me. I, I we assure know. you, we are aware of whatever situation is going on. All right. Good night, everybody. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.